proving daily that common sense is a superpower. American heroes, Rick and Bubba. Six minutes past the hour. Uh, it's coming from the Broadcast Plaza and Teleport. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, uh, Adler, all here today. Look at those Stretch Armstrong rocking yet another Baylor Bears shirt of some kind. Uh, taking your phone calls at 866-WE-BE-BIG. And welcome back, 26 years strong, Mr. Bill Bubba Butcher. Glad to be here, Rick, and thank all of you for being part of the Rick and Bubba experience. You ain't say nothing yet. All right, so as we come back, um, we have the old now every time a team wins a championship, hey, man, they're going to go to the, the White House or not. If they go to the White House, they'll be racist because it's Trump uh, and, and stuff like this, um, this thing of who, who the president is and the team wins a championship. Can we just can we get to a world where championships are non-political? Can we? Look, look, hey, your country wants to honor you as being the best in your field. Go to the president. Let's make that a general statement. And get your due pat on the back and congratulations. It's an honor for your city, for your team, for your players, for your coach and coaches. Let it just let it just lie right there. But but here we go, Bubba. This remember we always have to say every time somebody wins. Now who's going? Who's not? Mm-hmm. Well, one of the more colorful characters off of the Kansas City Chiefs are, uh, is their tight end Travis Kelsey. Yep. And he came out and said he's looking forward to visiting the White House to celebrate the team's first Super Bowl victory in 50 years. Uh, he said, oh, yeah, always, man, crazy opportunity. Now, what did he say, say to you? He said, oh, yeah, always, man, crazy opportunity. Okay. Crazy. Well That's said. a direct quote. <laughs> he later clarified his comments on Twitter saying it's not about who's serving in office, because I'm sure he was getting hammered by that, Mm -hmm. but it's about the ceremony itself. He said, I grew up my whole life watching teams win championships and go to the White House and get recognized for their greatness. Regardless of who is in the office, I think it's a unique opportunity to experience our nation's capital. That's a little different than his first statement. Mm -hmm. Hey, man, yeah. Hey man, oh, <laughs> hey, oh yeah, always man, crazy opportunity, Greg. Yeah, the, the second statement was a little bit. Look, well, here's one you missed. The third statement, he says, sounds like a good idea to me. <laughs> <laughs> but he's, uh, but yeah, he said it right. Hey, it, we won the Super Bowl. We're going to the White House in the United States of America, and the president, whoever that is. It's going to tell us good job. Hello. Uh, the Chiefs cornerback, uh, Breland, also spoke to TMZ Sports earlier this month and said he will be going as well. He said, why would I not go? It's an experience that everybody, every kid would want to go, go to. That's right. There, there you go. I, I think so that's, that's well, well said. So, All the uh, way around. Yep. So, that, so we got some people actually thinking for themselves and not worrying yeah, about sure. what everybody's them. Yeah. And you, you remember, and it kind of kicked up, I guess, at, at its head with the Golden State Warriors who did not want to go to the yeah, White House. And, uh, <laughs> you know, that's back when they, they were winning games. And, you know, now they can't break 15 a year. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, yeah. So anyway, that uh, so the, the, looks like the, the, more, the marquee, <clears throat> one of the marquee players says, we're going and we're not going for any political reason. We're just going. Uh, because we won the Super Bowl and the White House and the presidency and our country wants to honor the team, so we will be honored. Uh, sounds like a good idea to me. Um, <laughs> yeah. right, so Wall Street, Wall Street, uh, Bubba, is going to be another uh, $5 trillion, uh wiped off the world economy in a week over fears of coronavirus pandemic. 
Yeah, Rick, you know, and this, uh, you know, this is a real thing and, uh, the market, you know, operates on speculation and, uh, there, there's some validity to this that, uh, manufacturing, uh, in China will not be able to keep up with the demand because they have been hit by this virus. Some of it is just crazy, crazy fear and speculation run mad. But, uh, I was talking to some guys last night and, uh, Look, if, if you if you have 401ks and, and you're invested in the market for your retirement, which is a wise thing to do, uh, it, it's going to take a little turn down here, but it will be back. As a matter of fact, though, the, if you're, it, the smart money right now is to put money in while it's down. It will be back eventually. And, you know, when everybody's talking about highs and we've hit new records, that's the time you should be easing yeah, some out of it. Baby. Now, when it looks like it's in total free fall, it's time to buy, buy, buy. And I'm not the, uh, you know, I'm not a fund manager, but I just, I feel like I, I just should, watch I, it on TV. I, was about to say, I feel like I should like do everybody else. Those dis- You're disclaimers. No extra. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> yeah. I, should, I should. You know those disclaimers we have to do and every time there's Warren some Buffett. Financial <laughs> advice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you turn over to, to Fox Business today. Yep. Bill Bubba Bussy rocks the market <laughs> by screaming, bye, bye, bye. bye. <laughs> Sounds like it's time to buy to me. You got the best bargains you've had in years right now. So, so, and on that note, so, so now, you know, Trump, of course, is being blamed. You know, remember now, nobody would give him credit for a good economy, but now he's going to be blamed if the economy gets in trouble. And, yeah. that, and that's politics. That's how it works. Look, anybody that tries to blame anybody on this other than, you know, panic is, uh, is just not being honest with you. I mean, that's it. There's, there's a panic. There's a scare about this virus. And, you know, none of us know if we're getting the right numbers. We don't know if they're lying to us about it. We, you know, there's a lot of concern. So those kind of things will tend to push the market down. Well, and, and so now we're running into this thing that Bubba calls the can a president play golf syndrome. Yeah. And that, and that yeah. is, you know, what people will, you know, for some reason now coronavirus is being linked to us having troops in forward positions. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't know where that came from. But, but anyway, now the president, the, his, you know, his opponents are now going to, to criticize him if they think he's being too lighthearted. During the coronavirus pandemic scare, now of course they're forgetting that our country isn't under a pandemic a situation with coronavirus yet, but uh, and certainly things are, are attempted to be done. Uh, but undoubtedly, he met with Diamond and Silk, yes, the, yes. the YouTube sensations yes. or, yeah. or whatever they are, yeah. funny, funny, yeah, and these actors that play that, and um, and so he's getting. Um, you know, some some pushback from his opponent saying that's too lighthearted during a, such a serious time. What they're really angry about is two African American women actually like Trump. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so so you know, because now they'll be deemed they'll be deemed no longer black. Right. Uh, but but anyway, the um, the the but they're but they're there and they're saying this. But then over here, because I guess the entire government's taking this on, right? Not just the president. Well, but over here, th- th- there I, was I, you know yeah. when when we had. Ebola mm-hmm. uh, have a little breakout. Uh, Obama appointed a czar to mm-hmm. do that. So of course they started with Trump. Well, who's going to be our czar for this? And I, I don't think he wanted to appoint a czar, right? But yeah. they just kept saying it. So he said, "Mike Pence is a czar. He's in charge." Right. So now everybody has to clear what they're saying through him, and then they're being criticized because they go, "Well, Mike Pence don't know. Any, he has no medical background. Right. Well, he's not prescribing drugs, people. He's just managing the situation. You don't have to be a doctor to be the czar of this. Yeah, well, but I would I would go back to this. So if if we're all supposed to be treat this like we're in the middle of World War III, uh, and this is a serious time, and it needs to be treated 
you know, the famous can 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 every president play golf or not? Right. Mm-hmm. But over here, if that's the case, so the president having diamond and silk, the actresses that play them and is you know getting pictures made with them during the coronavirus pandemic, well, should AOC be a guest judge on RuPaul's Drag Race? Well, see, I mean, I mean where, where, where does yeah. it, where does it end? Right. I mean, so. She's going to go over and see. I would think it's a bad idea for her to be on that at any time. Correct. Yeah. yeah. But, right. But, but I if mean, we just want to compare apples to apples. Is here. that is that her not being serious enough about the coronavirus that she's going to be on a drag queen uh, deal with with RuPaul? I mean, is, isn't I mean I would say look, she should be judged on whether that's what you want from your representative or not as as the people. I don't think I don't think the, the the thing is well she can go on there as long as we don't have coronavirus right. pandemic right mm-hmm. you know but but if you want to say the president can't be with diamond and silk getting his picture made then you'd have to say that she shouldn't be on Root Paul's drag race right right you would right. think they're, right. they're in the same pandemic yeah yeah so it goes back to the Bubba's long dilemma so I, where's the consistency on all this yeah but see what's really got the left mad is uh, Dean Kane the actor and Christy Swanson. They they are playing uh, the FBI Lovebirds undercovers. Uh, that's that's the I guess the play FBI Lovebirds undercovers. It's it's the the whole paid deal and there's a play out and they were there with Diamond and Silk and that's what's got everybody real mad. Uh, they actually read yeah. the pa- the text back and right. forth. Yeah, right. you know, and dramatize it. It's it yeah. pretty funny. Well, what I would yeah. say is if that bothers you politically, then just be bothered politically. Don't tie the coronavirus right. to it and say. Well, this would this this is too lighthearted for coronavirus. Right. Well, then you got to go say something to Casio Kid Cortez too. Right, right. Uh, maybe and just. I know she'll listen. Oh, sure. Yeah, she's a good. She's listener. coachable. <laughs> <laughs> Fifteen minutes past. More Rick and Bubba coming up right after this. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. It is twenty-one minutes past the hour. Rick and Bubba show. Thank you for being with us. As we work our way through another day, wrapping up another week uh, at the end today, Hoyt is back. We we updated Hoyt's uh, situation. Hoyt is the baby Trump balloon slasher at the Tuscaloosa LSU game last year. Really uh, predicted uh, on our show that that could be problematic. Uh, so Hoyt, uh, we, we gave an update on today, the, the pre-trial diversion uh, and what's going on with you. So Hoyt, can you can you give us an update? Uh, yes, I have entered their second chance program and being that if I graduate that I will, all this will be off my, the case will be dismissed and it'll be off my record. Now, Hoyt, what, what exactly does that mean? What, what does that entail? Yeah. Uh, I've got a, uh, I've got to be a good boy for three months. Three months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as long as that balloon stays out of Tuscaloosa, you'll I'm be telling out. you. Yeah, I was going to say, Hoyt, what, what, how do they define being a good boy that you passed the requirements of second chance? Just don't slash anybody else's balloons? I mean, what, what does that mean? Yeah. Uh, just staying out of trouble, no uh, slashing balloons, no drinking or drugs, which that wasn't a problem. I'm, actually, when I went and sat down with my caseworker. I had to fill out all these questions and everything about drinking and drugs and yeah. all this. And then she asked them back to me and I told her, I said, listen, I said, I don't have a drinking or drug problem. She said, did I say you did? I'm not trying to be smart with you or anything. I don't have, that's not why I'm here. Drinking and drugs is not why I'm here in this program. <clears throat> yeah, I have a problem with balloons. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Hoyt, 
Point. Let me oh, let me yeah. say again. Let me now, say again what, what, what yeah. Speedy prepped you with. Don't say anything's going to get you in trouble. Yeah, okay? yeah. Does yeah. your legal team know I'm, I'm you're not. you're on this show? Yeah, I feel yeah. like you weren't paying attention. They probably said, "Now don't do any media. Don't be calling Rick and Bubba again. Please don't call Rick and Bubba." No, it, yeah, we're we're good. We're good. So she's like, she says balloons. I said yes, especially ones them making a mockery of my favorite president. Oh boy, says, watch out. Oh, wait a minute. So she goes flipping back in her papers and she says, Oh, so you're that guy. That uh, she didn't know. Yeah. Yep. Grinning, giving her the thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, you're you're in Alabama, so you're probably among friends. But the um That's right. Uh did you just did you just tell her, look, I, I got too much Trump in me. Yeah, that's right. Right, right. <laughs> so Hoyt, they're trying to uh, they're trying to prevent you from getting your GoFundMe money. Yeah. How, how is that working, and and what's the what's the update on that? Uh, they failed. Oh, they okay. So okay. So yeah, they you, failed. You, 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 have you gotten that money? Yet? Just like they're going to do in twenty twenty. Hoyt, how long is your second chance program? <laughs> Um, till the end of May. Oh yeah, boy! Okay. Yeah, you, you might want to pencil off maybe end of the year for this. <laughs> right, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, oh, uh, yeah, you, have you uh, have you heard from the uh, what are they called? The uh, what kind of motorcade? The oh, what was that group? The People's Motorcade. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The people you got to make restitution to. Yeah. Did you write them a check? Yeah. Yep. No, I've got a. Uh, I, I've gotten all that. I just talked to my lawyer yesterday about what I need to do about going to pay that and everything. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know whether I pay them or pay the court or who. Right, you're just I'll trying to say, where, where do I write that check from, from that 48000 I got over here? Yeah, right. and Hoyt, let, let me ask you this. What What is, uh, you know, round figures, just for those of us that are trying to mm-hmm. understand the complexities of this story. What what is a good legal defense run when you've 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 slashed a balloon? Like, how, how, what will that bill be when it's all said yeah, and done? Yeah. Yeah. Even, even with the diver- to your guy, even yeah. to the even with the diversion. So, how how much you think all this is going to run you? I'm not even sure. I haven't even discussed it with my lawyer. We okay. haven't even talked about that yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, the my uh, <laughs> restitution and court costs and everything, and second chance program has it uh, five thousand. It's five thousand twenty-eight dollars. Yeah, mm-hmm. down to the penny. Yeah, so um, so we're down to we're down to now at, you know eighty-five hundred bucks that you're going to have to in some change if you count the balloon cost. So so the, right. and, and then the lawyer did he include that in that? No, nah, I think he was including what it cost the uh, the for the second chance right. program and the court fees court, and all. Court. Yeah. yeah. So you still have you got balloon thirty-five hundred. You got over a little over five thousand of cost. And then whatever your lawyer charges you. Is that kind of where it's going to land? Right. All right so well, I got to ask a question, Hoyt. Hoyt knowing what, you, what you're doing, is it was it worth it? Speedy. Was it worth it? Yeah. Was it worth it? What you're going through now, was it worth it? Or don't answer if, yeah. if I'm going to get you in trouble. Well, I don't. Hoyt, no comment is fine. I'm not going. I'm not going to lie. It was worth it. No. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Hoyt. I hope I did. I just get him in trouble. Yes. Speedy, you just you just penciled him into December. <laughs> Hoyt, you might want to look. You might want to look and see how much third chance costs. You. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hoyt, this is what you said. I, I was kidding. I've learned my lesson. Yeah. Say that, Hoyt. You're just joking. I, I, I didn't. I didn't do that thinking. Let me let me clear a few things up. I didn't do that out of just. 
uh, reckless, uh, recklessly for attention. I mean, I, I was driven by passion. Uh, I just, you know, and I'll have everybody to know. Let me clear something else up for all the people out there that think, you know, he's claiming to be a Christian and that might not have been the right thing to do. I'm not the first slasher. I'm not the original slasher. If you remember correctly, what did Peter do when they came to arrest Jesus in the garden? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you know Rick Hoyt's got a point. I'm just saying. Well, you know, the, the comparison is... Uh, Peter was a bad aim. He would have took the guard's head off. Right. right. A, that was his Bible. He definitely... He it's def- a little bit of a stretch, that comparison. But, of course, Jesus put it back on. Let's remember that. He his head up and put it back on. Yeah. You didn't have anybody there to take baby Trump and fix your slash. No. But the... Yeah, I don't... The tire store across the road. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they could have put a hot patch. On. Oh boy, that's good. There's a tire, there's a tire place across the road. Oh boy, oh, oh, I'm just glad they're giving Hoyt a second chance. <laughs> yeah. Greg, he's making the most of it. He, 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 he sure is. is. Thank it's you, Hoyt. It's all on me. I'm My sorry. goodness, Hoyt. Hoyt, will they? Will they? As as a final uh, agreement to this deal, will they? Will they make you stay away from uh, Trump rallies or Trump protests or anything? Or how's how's all that wrap up? Mm, they haven't mentioned anything about that, so I'm not going to press the question. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Hoyt, it sounds like you're on the straight and narrow. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like you're really paying attention to everything. Well, too. we learn our lessons, don't we, Hoyt? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I told her she went to, she went, my caseworker went to reading off all the things that'll get me kicked out of the program. And I told her, I said, listen, listen, you can stop right there. I said, I'm going to be a good boy for the next three months. I promise I'm not risking three months over three years. Right. So that is, that is the uh, catch there. If I mess up, I got, I got a three year. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Good night. Boy. Right, well, boy, thank you for the update. And, and I appreciate you. Well, hey, before I get off here, I want to go ahead and remind everybody to get out there on vote day and vote for uh, Coach Tubbable. Uh, let's get all these politicians out there, Coach Tub 2020 and uh, Trump 2020. Thank you, Hoyt. Thank you, Hoyt. <laughs> Thank you. you got that in. Thanks, Hoyt. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba's in Ohio. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick me to my knees Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. I can't start another Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. day without him brother All right, we're back 35 minutes past the hour Rick and Bubba thank you for being with us much to do as we go forward on the program today Relief Factor and the Rick and Bubba show lock, uh, locking arm and arm and man I tell you I love this product and the older I get the more I love it uh, and, uh, you know, you got to, you know, if all the things that are out there when you start dealing with chronic pain, you got to be very careful. Uh, you know, the over the counter stuff not designed to be taken like a multivitamin every day. That's not their design. Uh, you know, the, we have the addiction problems with the prescription pain management. Uh, and certainly they're not designed to be a lifestyle either because they have bad side effects. But the, the beautiful thing about Relief Factor is, is it's four uh, botanicals, it is a natural supplement. Uh, that uh, that you can take every day without uh, the concerns 
of um, of the side effects. And so uh, we've got a great letter right here from Tim in Pennsylvania. He said, I had lived uh, for three to four years um, you know, with, with chronic pain, and because I found out about uh, Relief Factor, he said, I've, uh, I, it has completely disappeared. He said, my joint pain, uh, and finally, it's just been so terrible for three to four years. My wife finally said, you know, we listened to you guys. Why don't you go get this product that Rick and Bubba are talking about? And he did it, and he said the pain has completely gone away. So it was the answer for him. He's 62 years old. He said, I feel 10 years younger. If you would like to, to try it, you can do a three-week start pack. After three weeks, you'll know whether this is going to address your situation or not. So most times it will, but not, not, we don't claim it does with everybody. But if, if it's tied to inflammation, you're going to see some relief. So go to relieffactor.com or rickandbubba.com under the sponsors button. It's, uh, it's only 20 bucks, 1995 for you to get three weeks of it, and then you should know after that, and hopefully we'll get a letter from you as well. Bubba, this Garth Brooks story, uh, this, this Garth Brooks story, um, you know, we've, uh, we, we've been, we've been, you know, trying to keep up with the state of America as, as you have said, and I think we're all right that we're not, we're, we're devolving. Uh, we, I we, think we, we are. We, 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 we are, need to get some kind of something in space going quick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, uh, Garth Brooks, you know, he's back. I mean, he's packing stadiums again oh, yeah. and, uh, he's out there making it happen. And he was playing in Detroit. Everybody stay with me. Playing to a packed show in Detroit Saturday night. He decided that he would come out to perform with a Barry Sanders number 20 Detroit Lions jersey. Legendary Detroit Hall Lions. Hall of Famer right. uh, Barry Sanders. Do, do you, like Greg said, do you even have to know football to discern a little bit that this is a football jersey that I see on, and right, and it looks like it has Detroit Lions on it? And um, <laughs> you know, if he was not going to do a tribute, he probably would have came. You now, just helping people reason a little bit. Say he wasn't going to do a tribute to any Detroit Lions player or Detroit icon. He just wanted to wear a Detroit Lions jersey because first of all, you got to start there. Hey, Garth's got a Detroit Detroit Lions jersey on, right? Right. Step right, one. Right. He, hey, wait a minute. He's in Detroit. He must be doing a tribute to something Detroit. So if he, he wasn't going to do a tribute to a famous player, it probably would have said Brooks across the back of his jersey. He comes out in the Detroit Lions Garth Brooks jersey. Mm-hmm. You go, okay, <clears throat> I, I, I can see that. If it doesn't have his name on the back, <laughs> it probably is a famous player probably from the Detroit really. Lions. If it doesn't have Garth Brooks' name mm-hmm. on the back. Mm-hmm. you know, see, you know this, It might it, be Bernie Sanders, Rick. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, wait a minute. Oh, no. Feel the burn. Wait just a doggone minute. Talk to him as Bernie. <laughs> I went to see Garth Brooks in Detroit. He's got a Bernie Sanders jersey on. <laughs> I didn't know Bernie Sanders played for the Lions. <laughs> I can't support Garth Brooks no more. He's got Bernie on it. I love Garth Brooks, and I'm glad he's supporting my campaign. <laughs> Thank you, Garth. So there's going to be... Enough dumb to go around on oh, this. Oh boy, we will we will give a slice of dumb. Feel the burn, Rick. Twenty twenty. <laughs> Garth Brooks and Bernie Sanders. I didn't see it. Uh, so the. Um, I didn't see it. So let's get our let's get our slices of dumb. Let's okay. serve, let's serve one up to Bernie Sanders supporters. All right. Who are were bombarding Garth Brooks and thanking him for his support of Bernie Sanders mm-hmm. online? Yeah. Funny. Now let's get another slice of dumb and let's give it to people who are anti-Bernie Sanders, Trump supporters, or, or and who are or even, whoever, or even Democrats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Whoever is against Bernie Sanders, I'm sorry, you're going to have to get a slice of the dumb pie as well. Yeah. Because you were critical of Garth Brooks for supporting Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Welcome in, Garth. Welcome. <laughs> Everybody who thought that Garth Brooks wearing a Barry Sanders Detroit Lions jersey in Detroit that that was tied to support of Bernie Sanders, <clears throat> everybody who thought that is an idiot. Yep. <laughs> you you are you are a a loon. I mean, uh, how in the world can you not get this? Who's this Barry guy? <laughs> <laughs> Rick. All right. So the 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 comments are just priceless. Mm. Why 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 would you involve politics? <laughs> it's so sad. We don't pay good money for anything other than to watch you perform. Well, they really let him. Thought have you it. were different. This I, one here, yeah. feel the burn. We love you. I'm, love do- the jersey. I'm done with you, Rick. I thought you were a true American that loves our country. Unbelievable, guys. Are we? Have we really gotten this stupid? Straight up. Yeah, everybody's nodding and nodding. Yeah, we have. Have we really gotten this dumb? Have you seen who's leading the Democratic <laughs> yes, I nomination? Have, I have. <laughs> That's me, the burn. <laughs> Feel the burn, burning. Get you some of that, big boy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Confusion. Unbelievable. I need more of that for you my, today, my, my favorite may be from hashtag Feel the Burn 2020. Yeah. So you need more Bernie talking trash. Yes, today. I like Listen that. Listen to huh? this one, Bernie. You'll like this. We have a Bernie supporter saying, looks like at Garth Brooks just became my favorite country singer. Feel the burn. <laughs> Garth, I'm sorry. I I, I I thought that we could handle this. No, I, I, I see you. You look. You were trying to be sharp. I think it's a cool idea. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> I, I, to come out with the with the Barry Sanders. Maybe jersey. not tuck it in. Yeah, yeah. The tuck that in was, was a mistake. Garth will tuck, but I mean, it's. Uh, I'd like to hear Bernie sing a Garth song. Well, he's got that guitar to cover it up. You know, yeah. a little Dunlap in the front. So you know, he yeah. covered it up with that. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he's admitted that before. If it, yeah, if he, I just don't think you should. I don't care what you look like. We don't tuck I, jerseys in. No. I, think he, uh, I think he even admitted he's a friend of the refrigerator, too. Hey, everybody, this is Garth Brooks, and you're listening to The Rick and Bubba Show, the two sexiest fat men alive. You know, I'm no stranger to the fridge myself. Feel the burn. <laughs> <laughs> I got friends. <laughs> yeah. Well... <laughs> I'll tell you this: if if he had a real Bernie Sanders shirt, singing there, son. If he had a real Bernie Sanders shirt on, he would have friends in low places. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, yes. He the would. Uh, I, I just oh, there I, it is. I just I can't even. I don't even. That's why I don't like people, Rick. It, yeah, that's funny. Right here. Can I can I tell you this? I struggle Sorry. with people because Sorry. of this. I don't know. I don't know who came up with these shirts, and I give them props. And they'll they'll do different topics. Let's say you're someone like my wife that just like loves coffee. I mean. We're going to find a coffee shop yeah. wherever we go. Mm-hmm. And they have these shirts, I love coffee and maybe three people. Yeah, yeah. And I saw one the other day, I love deer hunting and maybe three people. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I don't know who came up with this theme. A lot but of truth to it. There's yeah. a lot of fan. Yes. You're right. The yeah. more, every time I see one of those shirts and I read stories like this, I'm like, they're on to something. And three may be a big number. It's why God makes it such a priority. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. it's such a struggle. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. seriously. I mean, I'm being serious. It requires some supernatural help. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> it's why I love our shirt. Jesus loves you, and I'm trying. Perfect. Yeah, perfect example. I, I'm working on it. It's, it's a little more effort for That's me. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Here's here's something else to think about. There's people that are that are just running along with their day right now, okay, and still think it's true. 
Can I tell some of you out there? Still, because I, I can just right pi- now. Listen, I can just picture it because it's happened to us sometimes. Just, just comment it. Listen, take a breath, take breathe. <clears throat> Do y'all love the term "tap the brakes"? Mm-hmm. Hey, yep. whoa! I know that you cannot wait to run to Twitter, and you cannot wait <laughs> to run somebody down to run to Insta and Facebook or whatever else, yickety yak, TikTok, <laughs> what, wherever you're running. Okay. <laughs> You can't snap wait. You can't yeah. wait to snap it and chat. I mean, you can't wait. You you want you want to say you want to say this so fast, and you want the whole wide world to see it. But if you don't start learning to tap the brakes, you're going to continue to the whole wide world to, to deem you an idiot. <laughs> you know, don't rush out there to be deemed an idiot. I try to avoid that. It happens sometimes because I can be an idiot. But but how about this? I don't sit to wake up today going, let me rush to be an idiot. I mean, I can, hey, I got something to say. <laughs> it's better to burn out than to fade away. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, hey, you can you, if you got something to say, give it a minute, tap the brakes. This is that. This look, we got to get this mentality. We talked about it with journalism. We even talked about it, you know, again this weekend for Rick and Bubba University. We've got to stop this deal of I want to be first. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to be first to be wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay, don't be first to be wrong. First is not always great if you're the first one to be wrong. You know. Tap Matter of fact, that's really bad to be the first one that's wrong. It is. If you want to, if you want to enjoy this social media stuff, let the idiots be wrong. Then you come in when you got the right information and clean say, it up. Appreciate you all being first to be wrong, but Barry Sanders is an NFL Hall of Famer who played for Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> Rick, in all fairness, I my- playing. <laughs> is this Detroit? I mean, your eyes, Rick. Really, uh, and you know, to people that didn't didn't <clears throat> see Barry play. I know it could be hard to imagine the Detroit Lions has anybody in the Hall of Fame. I know. Yeah. I got that. I got but, you. Uh, I it's got actually you. true. All right. Let everybody eat. We'll come back. we got a, nearly a full bank of calls. We'll, we'll, we'll jump through those at 30 I've seconds. I've got friends in low places, Rick. <laughs> Don't ever forget that. <laughs> we'll be back. 866-WE-BE-BIG. Your phone calls are next. Stretch Where's arms. my Dixie cup? <laughs> Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Did you see? To the people we go. Nine minutes to the top of the hour. 866-WE-BE-BIG is our number. Uh, we got a couple lines available. We are action-packed, so we'll run through them quickly. At the end of 30 seconds, the buzzer sounds. Your time on the program comes to a close. 30 seconds to pop, please. Uh, Bubba does have a timeout. So does Hams, but they must use those wisely. Uh, we will start with uh, Joanne in the great state of Kentucky. Trolling, trolling, trolling. Keep them phones trolling. Here we come, phone trolling, phone troll. Joanne, welcome to Rick and Bubba, and go. Hey, guys, good morning. So I was just going to tell you I got an email from Blaze TV this morning, or Blaze Media, uh, saying that Garth Brooks wore a Sanders jersey, and that's basically all the headline said. So from looking at that, I'm thinking, gosh, is he a Bernie Sanders supporter? Well, now, this, <laughs> that's, that's okay. That's okay if you don't <laughs> yeah. see what he has on, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so I just thought I'd throw that out there. That's maybe where some people are getting confused. Of course, once I clicked into it, I've read the yeah. full story. That's yeah. called clickbait. Yeah, that's old clickbait yeah. for you. You know, it's, it's <laughs> like, uh, hey, click on this. He, he's supporting Bernie Sanders. But then you got there, and you clicked on it, and you sorted it out. <laughs> we continue. Andy and Hoover, 104.7 WZZK. Andy, go ahead. Hey, thank you, guys. You know, the liberals have been on President Trump about coming out and saying what he's going to do with coronavirus. So then he has a press conference earlier this week, 
brings it out. Well, none of the three major networks cover it. So I'm wondering why. So I called our local NBC and our local CBS. They said that the affiliate, that the affiliates were not allowed to carry it because the network said they couldn't show it. Now, is that not prejudice or what? Yeah, but can I, can I just tell you this, though, Andy? And look, that's, a, that's really uh, some more evidence, and I always like more evidence. Mm. But I think the fact that uh, the the media is biased, don't we? Look, can we all agree that ship has sailed? Yeah. I mean, and, but yeah. that's just another example, Andy. And I'm glad you called it in. Well, but I, but but you know, don't we don't we know that now that the media manipulates and has agendas? I mean, it's it's no longer paranoia. It's just so obvious. But the major networks don't usually carry presidential speeches in the middle of the afternoon unless it's dealing with impeachment or something. I mean, he has them all the time. But if he was going to talk about coronavirus, wouldn't you wouldn't you do that? Well, if it, if it's as scary yeah. as they're making. Now, you can't have headlines right, one moment right. of we're all going to die, and then the, and then the president says, I'm having a press conference about coronavirus. You say, not important. Right, Either right. coronavirus is not worth us breaking programming for, or it is. Now, y'all got to decide in your headlines which one this is. Well, mm-hmm. you know, too, the, we have the 24-hour news channels. That Nobody cover a lot do of we that. ever. I know the local affiliates hate when they have to break into regular programming to carry something because they get so many complaints. I'm talking about even tornadoes. James Spain. Even tornadoes. You yeah. can have tornadoes on the ground. He gets hate mail. And he gets you know? really mad about it. Yeah, he, yeah, he does. does. Yeah, he does. Yeah, I love to ask him about it. It's my fa- one of my favorite things. <laughs> yeah, it don't take long. You, you can send him off like a rocket. <laughs> Not, yo, I, I do that, and then I talk about sirens right after. <laughs> Oh, you know what? I, if you want to do the, if you want to do the ultimate James Span, him just. Why do you, I'm ta- you want? I'm talking. If you Rick? want, I'm Jam- like Sherry now. Why do you want to? Do I know. Mm-hmm. If you if you want James Span to just absolutely rip you, tell him this. Tell him you were watching a show, and he interrupted you, and you don't know why he did that because you got sirens. You don't need it. <laughs> Listen, if you if, if you'll do that, let me tell you. Hey, you better have time. You better have time on your hands because I promise you, you'll get a response. You know it. I don't know why you interrupt him. We got sirens. Yeah, they weren't good. You know what? I think I'm going to do that today. (laughs) Rick, you're so excited about that. You just going to. How about this? You ever had something you said I'm going to keep out for myself? Right. right. I'm texting James that here in just a minute. All right. Uh, We continue. The governor yesterday, James today. Let's go to Brandon (laughs) in Starkville, Mississippi. Let's do this on ninety six one. Come on with it. Green Acres, guys. Thanks for the call, buddy. Go ahead. So I saw the uh, trending yesterday on Garth Brooks and went to his actual Instagram page and went into the comments and got sucked into something even more ignorant than the Bernie Sanders jersey. There is a cult out there that has convinced themselves that Garth is a serial killer and takes at least 10 to 20 people from every concert, kills them, and hides them, hides the bodies on his property. <laughs> you're, 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 making, you're, you're making that up. That's no, not true. No, look, you're making that up. Hey, Rick, that may be on something. But just so you know, we're down to only your timeout now. Yeah. But, uh, but I, 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 when I woke up today, I didn't think I would Google search Garth Brooks serial killer. That, okay. That, I didn't now, do how, it. How's he getting rid of the bodies? I mean, what was He's he doing? He's burying them out of his farm. So how many Is of he these using concert? them for fertilizer to corn patch or something? <laughs> they say, Greg, it's the backstage pass of no return. That's what so he has his truck back there and he stacks them in it yep. as he kills them. Then, then goes bears. Yep. Yeah, that's probably true. I got to tell you. You know what? I think that would be hard to keep secret. I think it would. There'd be a lot of people involved. Uh-oh. That's great. You know what, Bubba? To, to pull that off, you need a lot of help. But you know what, though? I don't think the way people hey, time to dig no, a bunch not, of holes. The way people are about celebrities, though, you certainly could get them into well, a, a truck right. pretty easy. You're probably right. Hey, get in this van. Y'all going to Garth Brooks' farm. Yeah! <laughs>
Yeah, but to pull it off and have it out. I'm just saying, you, you, you can get them pretty easy. Then you oh, lock, no, they, the, yeah, you lock the door. Now, their family's going to come looking for them. Now, you can get yeah. many victims. Yeah. You, you, you lock the door and you cut the gas on. Well, I mean, if We're he's going been, to guard this place. Yeah! If he's been taking 10 a concert, he's been touring a long time. Right. Somebody, that's a lot of people missing. That's a lot. Somebody said they want to go to his ranch because they want to meet Bernie Sanders. Right. Yeah, because he loves him. Sean in Alabama. But, I mean, really, there'd be a lot of people. No, there would Don't you be. think they no. would put the tie in? All of these people, yeah. thousands, the last time they were seen hey. was at a concert. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. going to go out on a limb here. I don't think Garth Brooks is a serial killer. You know what? And he's burying I, bodies out on his ranch. Rick, I have no facts to back it up, but I'm going with you on that. It's just a gut feeling. Sean, go ahead. Welcome to the program, he buddy. He made that up, I got it. No, hey, I was just going to say, as an Oklahoma State alum, uh, so are Barry Sanders and Garth Brooks. Yeah, he was supporting homie, wasn't he? Yeah. So Bernie yeah. went to Oklahoma State? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> Go Cowboys! Wait a minute. Go Wait a minute. Let's have some fun with the left here, which is one of my favorite things. That and James Spann. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> we got to start that Bernie Sanders... What, what do you call – are you a racist if you're anti-Native Americans and you don't like Indian tribes? What, what do they call you there? What kind of what kind of label do you get for uh, that? I think that would fall under racist, yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, you know, cowboys, controversial. Cowboys and Indians. You know how they have those, 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 those Westerns and stuff? Bernie Sanders must think that's fine. He went to Oklahoma State and he's proud to be a cowboy. Where did Bernie go to school? That's, oh, that's, I, I don't have Cuba? He got a Havana somewhere? That's so good. Uh, University of Havana. That's yeah. so good. Havana, you? Just go to Mac <laughs> in Homewood. Mac's got us on ZZK. Go ahead, buddy. Hey, guys. How y'all doing this morning? I'm good. Great. Good. Listen, about the Sanders and Garth Brooks jersey. Yes. You know, Rick was handing out slices of dumb, and y'all might have already covered this, but I've been listening on the, the tune-in app, so I'm kind of behind. Understood. Um, if. If Garth Brooks is not a Sanders supporter, don't you think maybe he should get a slice of dumb for wearing a jersey, any jersey that says Sanders on the back and has the number 20? No. 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 Not no. if you're in Detroit. No. Not if you're in Detroit. My goodness, you're in Detroit. I'm putting you well, in that category for say- asking the question. Uh, what they're half saying is. Half a slice is- for you. Yeah. What they're saying is to the twenty. I got you. Twenty twenty. The 20. But that never. Right. If you're right. a sports fan, that oh, never crossed your mind. You said I got Barry Sanders jersey on in Detroit. If you're not a sports fan, then shut up until yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Period. They End are not liking people. Move again. on. No, I, I think we got to get on Twitter. I think Garth Brooks reasoned in his mind. Nobody's going to think this is a Barry Sanders. Jersey, I mean a, a Bernie Sanders jersey, <laughs> because I'm in the place where Barry Sanders, the Hall of Famer, played, right. and I have Detroit line logo on the jersey. Yeah. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. You're listening to the Radio Revolution, Rick and Bubba. Six minutes past the hour. Rick and Bubba Show, 866-WE-BE-BIG is our toll-free number. Thank you for being with us today. Speedy, The Real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler, all in the mix as we start the hour. The Golden Ticket seats are here watching. We've also got uh, 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 Rick and Bubba intern Stretch Armstrong at Rick and Bubba University taking your phone calls at 866-WE-BE-BIG. And welcome back. There's Bill Bubba Bus. Hey, well, Bubba. Rick, and I'm just proud to be here. Thank all of you uh, for allowing us to see it in seat number two. All right, you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, Bubba, look at me. Bubba, look at me. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy like. Yeah. yeah. Sitting here rocking it. Coming over. Vest oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Hair smashing. Yeah. 
Bachelor. Uh, Y'all need me the next two hours. I quit on you. <laughs> yeah, my legs are not strong today. I, I would appreciate you sticking around. All right, here we go, Bubba. Biden's back. Hey. Chuck Graham, state senator's here. Chuck, stand up, Chuck. Let him see you. Oh, God love you. What am I talking about? So this Ukraine-Biden thing... Did you have you got Rick, this right? Li- listen it to this, okay? Listen, just right. listen to this. It is okay. dated February the twenty eighth, twenty twenty. That is today. That is in, today. in most places. Okay? That is today. That's right. That's right, Bubba. Give it to us. Investigators <laughs> in the Ukraine. Read it like okay? burning. Read it like investigators. Burning. <laughs> burning. I don't think you'll like it. <laughs> investigators in the Ukraine have launched a probe into former U.S. Vice President Joe Biden over allegations that he pressured a Ukrainian official to fire the country's top prosecutor in 2016, according to a published report. Now, you do remember this is the video that came about out of impeachment where Joe Biden is bragging that he went over there and told them to get rid of this guy because he was a corrupt prosecutor. Now, the opponents of Joe Biden have said, the reason you were getting rid of him and you called him corrupt is that he was investigating your son. Now, some people have said, no, he really was corrupt, but he right. really was investigating your son. Yes, yeah, correct. Anyway, Joe Biden brags, being the sitting vice president oh, yeah. of the United States, that he got that done. I mean, he was proud of it. He said it in his own voice, on tape. It's not taken out of context. Correct. Well, now the Ukraine, they are going to launch their own investigation into that from their side, which ironically, the the comedy here of it all is that's exactly what Trump asked for that started all this impeachment stuff. Oh, yeah. That yeah. nothing came out of. But he's getting what he wanted. Guess who's do coming? You find that, do you find that somewhat humorous? Looks like Ukraine is coming home to roost. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Oh, Sorry, hey, Greg, hey, easy hey, now. Easy, Greg. Oh, no, it's on my hat. Uh, now, look, the Tiber hat says made it. But so, so really, what you we, know, the person that always says it's okay is the one that spilled it. That's right. Yeah. Nobody ever else says that. No, Nobody else says that. No, I see, it's a reaction. Yeah. yeah. It I, I'm, it's, it's just like me when I fall, I get up and stay, say I'm okay. Yeah, right. And then later I have to go see a doctor. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm good. I'm good. No, I'm no, good. no. I don't want to ruin what we're doing right now. I'm good. <laughs> but, yeah. Rick, again, do you, do you realize? Have it to me in Italy, by the way. Really? Don't want to ruin the trip. I'm good. The Ukrainians have announced that they're going to do this investigation, which is exactly what Trump asked them to do, mm-hmm. to investigate the Bidens that started all of this. Yeah. And here it is today. They are do- they have made that announcement. Do you feel like if right, <laughs> they did exactly after what, all that. what Trump wanted yep. after all the hearings, all of this, all <laughs> the coverage, all of this, all of that, nothing ever became of it. And here you go, getting exactly what he asked for. Yep. And you, you, you try to destroy because of this, and now he hasn't been destroyed, and here it is. It, it is. If you're the Democratic Party right now, do you, are you just so confused? I mean, do you even know what to do? You're like, do we want Biden to be destroyed, or do we not? Do we want to destroy Bernie? Do we not? And as Bubba has predicted, and we've we've agreed, we're they're going to head into their convention, and she's going to come riding in. On, on since it's the Democratic Party, I guess a white mule. Yeah, right. and uh, uh-huh. and and she's she's going she's somehow gonna, fitting. You're right, it is. <laughs> well, I tell you, the Democrats when y'all picked your animal, <laughs> yeah, you, just think that through. <laughs> I, I mean, it's uh, yeah. you know, there's a lot of jokes that are being done with that. Yeah, yeah. all you yeah. got to do is just take the word "dumb" again and put it right there by. It. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, but anyway, so um, 
it's a mess. And now, how about this? You can't write comedy this good. You really can't. Yeah. As Mickey Dean once said, you have to report it. Well, when you go Not through this process, it. as we've said before, just like you know, when we grew up rabbit hunting, on their way to get Trump, they're stepping on briar patches and jumping rabbits left and right, and nobody's paying attention to these rabbits, and they're, they're, they're going after the ultimate rabbit while other rabbits are jumping left yeah. and right. Yeah, if they're really trying to be sure that all the corruption in our political <clears throat> process needs to be removed, apparently they didn't mean all the stuff we uncovered about the Democrats. Rick, also, you, you mentioned the convention. Uh, I showed you all one of the headlines this morning that was on uh, one of the national news stories. It says, are the Democrats headed to a brokered convention? Yeah, That's the that. term. I saw that. Brokered yeah. convention. That, let me tell you how you <clears throat> translate that. Hillary time. Yeah. Yep. Hillary time. Oh, yeah. She is just playing it so cool. She's, you know, she's got the shot, Rick, and, and she's holding it. She's, it's like you're in a... You know, a fighter plane, hold it, hold it, hold it, just waiting for the right moment. No, I think yeah, you're right. Brokered convention. So so looking at uh, you know that disaster, and then we have another potential disaster coming up, and that is the – is it Walendas? I hate to say their last name. Yeah, yeah. Walendas. Greg, yeah. you're our Walendas. The flying Walendas. Walendas. Yeah, the flying Walendas. And, um, when, so, when do you say, I mean, he's done some amazing tightrope <laughs> stunt. Tie, I get, what do you call that? He does. Tie, I call it tightrope. 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 I mean, he's done some amazing things. He's walked mm-hmm. over Times Square. He's done buildings. He's mm-hmm. done waterfalls. Right. He's Agri-falls. done valleys. You know, but I mean, at what point has he overplayed his hand in these stunts? <laughs> but, but this, this could be it. And here I am this though. Here I, I go back. Does he have a safety wire? Well, Bubby, did you? Don't they make him? Well, because he's, I'm he's, not saying he's doing this in Nicaragua. I don't think they're going to make him do well, anything. Well, I'm about Where's he doing it? Nicaragua. Nicaragua. He's going to be Nicaragua. Y'all, he's he's doing the longest walk he's done over a live volcano. And, and I don't want to see anybody fall, but it, you have to admit. But but you have to admit. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. I'm just, just saying you have to admit. We've had don't this say just what you think you should. Rick, I don't want to see the man fall in a volcano. I'm just saying, what? though, does it take away? We we discuss this every time. I know it's not new. Right. When they have that safety harness on him, does it take away? Yes. I'm sorry, it does. Yes. Now I don't want him. No, one hundred percent it does. But yes. the fact that 100%. he could fall adds to it. I'm beyond. Well, with you. I get stunt. bored with it. It's a stunt. And, I'm already bored with and it. And the more dangerous it is, the more interesting it is. Yeah. First of uh, all, but let- he's gonna he's gonna walk further than he's ever walked over that live volcano. And they're saying now he's going to have to wear a respirator, possible oxygen tank, so he can breathe he can't wear because a tank. of the gas is coming out. Can of you it. wear a tank while you're going on the top mm, wire? Adds a whole new degree right. of difficulty. All right, I'm going to go to this again because I want to clarify the point. It is true, and I don't know whether he has a safety harness or not. What I don't think Nicaragua has the same standard. Probably as, not. Now as, the network may say you got to. Well, have you're right. It. But then to Greg's point, if you want to talk daredevil. To Greg's point, if the person has a safety harness on, then really the the stunt is, let's see if I can get across this successfully, and if not, I'll hang in a harness. Which is fine, but it just I mean, does it take it's, away. It, it does. It's somewhat thrilling. So now it just really turns into not a, a death-defying stunt, just a stunt. Yeah. Meaning, say, can well, I pull off walking yeah, across a wire? It, that it, anybody could try. Let's go back to it. the ultimate daredevil of our time. The king? That was Evil Knievel. Ah, here we go. And if Evil Knievel executed every jump perfectly, would you be prone to tune in to see what was going to happen if he was, you know, undefeated? Now, after he crashed at Caesar's Palace, after he hit a few more other things, you always went, well, you you don't know if he's going to make it or not. No, I watched it because let's be honest. But he lived through it, and I don't know that Nick would make it. 
A, a this is a much different no, I deal. promise but you it nearly killed him. But it nearly killed him. Right. Mm-hmm. But but you go back to but the, his granddaddy, that's how he went out. Yeah, how about if Nick Willenda falls into an active volcano, hey baby, he's gone. Yeah. yeah. But but I'll yeah. but I'd only yeah. But I'll go back to this. Yeah, but Bubba to your answer, no. If I knew that every time I watched Evil Knievel, he was either gonna make the jump or be dangling the air on a harness, I wouldn't watch it because I got I got news for you. A motorcycle jump that's successful, it it's it you're impressed by it. But it's over pretty quick. It is. Yeah. That's why the pregame thing is just a bunch of riding up there, yeah. backing up, riding up there, backing up. And then we interview his family, riding up right. there, backing up. And a lot of coverage cause it, of cause that. Because it, it's oh. over pretty quick. And Evil, he might make the jump and still crash. There's Bernie. And get up and retire again. <laughs> yeah, he retired after every jump. That's it. I'm done. That's good. Bernie, I Good yeah. morning, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but <laughs> speakers, speakers are on outside. <laughs> yeah, they are. They <laughs> certainly are. Yeah, I want to leave. Enjoy wanna, your weekend. I want to go home right now. I'm just going <laughs> to say this: if he does, if he has fall protection on, I'm probably not watching. Where's the door? <laughs> Greg, are they you, still looking? You, you know why? Because as I said, it's I'll make it on a tightrope, or I'll dangle here in the air till they pull me over to the side. Because I mean, the last one when he went through Times Square and his sister went out there and he they he had yeah. to unharness to, yeah. to jump over, yeah. and we thought, uh oh, yeah. That was pretty tough. What did you think? No. Okay, I just want to be sure I heard. He's back. Where's the, the door? The, so the uh, stop it. Sixteen minutes. So can somebody answer whether Nick Belinda will have a safety harness or not? Uh, you take that safety harness off, and you got to put a mask on to breathe and walk I'm across watching. that active volcano. Let me ask you this: How will the wire hold up? Because it's going to be hot. I mean, there's a lot of heat coming out. A lot of heat, right? He said he's got to have thicker yeah. soles to keep the because uh. of the heat. So we'll be back. More Rick and Bubba coming up right after this. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Twenty-two minutes past the hour, the Rick and Bubba show. Eight six six. We be big is our number. Thank you for being with us today. We'll take some phone calls uh, coming up uh, next hour. Uh, our dear friend from Cape Town, South Africa, John Thomas. Uh, we coming by and visiting with us. We got an update. Uh, it is John Thomas's annual pilgrimage to the Rick and Bubba studio, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll visit with him. Had a great time. He's staying at our house. He and his wife, wife Avril, and one of the staff members, uh, Nathan, here, and we're all going four wheeling uh, today after the show. So he'll be stopping by. I am looking forward to seeing Hemsley. <laughs> so that, uh, that'll be coming up next hour. Things you need to know for the upcoming weekend, the real Greg Burgess, Alabama Wildlife Federation Wild Game Cook-Off mm-hmm. tomorrow, Talladega Super Speedway. It looks like a beautiful day in Sweet Home, Alabama. Uh, that'll be coming up. Uh, day to cook wild game, yep, Rick. Yeah, go see Greg and the gang and also the new facility that they uh, built for the fall race. It really is Fantastic. Um, I will be in Demopolis, Alabama, Saturday night. Stand in the Gap Men's Rally. That event is completely sold out, but uh, looking forward to being there with the men that are going to be attending that evening. Don't forget Monday, uh, themanchurch.com will go live. Uh, That's our men's discipleship strategy program. It was interesting because, look, I know we're dealing with men's ministry. I was telling Helmsley um, that uh, I got an email. Somebody said that that, um, I'm speaking somewhere this summer where they are going to be, and they said, oh, will you be implementing and telling us how to do them? Uh, themanchurch.com discipleship strategy. And I was like, buddy, you don't have to wait to the end of July. You should know how to do it Monday. Um, because uh, if you go to that website, yeah. you ought to be able to figure it out, implement it. Certainly, if you have questions, we'll help you. If you're a church that wants to have a, a strong men's ministry program or maybe your community group and you're looking for curriculum and discipleship strategy for men, all that will be available at the hub 
themanchurch.com, themanchurch.com, not just manchurch.com, themanchurch.com coming up on Monday. So uh, so we're looking forward to that, and we'll tell you more about that on Monday. Um, all right, so let's, let's go to the phones. We'll start um, with – I looked over this story, Bubba, about uh, Nick Walinda, mm-hmm. and you said it here at the bottom. This is all they say. He'll be wearing goggles, a mask, possibly even oxygen tanks for the walk. His shoes have been designed with thicker soles to help cut possibility of heat coming from the volcano. And he says uh, that and the cable will feel like a bar, I guess, from the heat, according to the higher wire artist. There's no mention of a safety harness here. How about that? Now, that doesn't – I don't know. It's just not – when they listed what he'd have on, or maybe the harness is understood, but I'm just saying it's not in the list. Yeah. Now, Rick, do you realize, too, this volcano is only one of six major active volcanoes uh, in Nicaragua. I didn't realize they had that many down there. Oh, I've, you know, I've been up on one. Yeah. I'm, I've, I've been I've been up to one of them. And one day, one year we couldn't go because it was starting to smoke so bad that we let us up there. Now, it, they say it has erupted 18 times since 1520, including major eruptions in 1772 and 1820. Derek in Douglas, Georgia. Mm. How about that, Greg? Right. That's something. Derek, go ahead. What if you get up there and it gets rocking? I know. Hey, brother. Hey, man. How y'all doing? Fire, fired up. I hope you are. Yes, sir, I am. Thank God for Trump. If these Democrats have their way, we're going to turn into the Soviet Union of Sodom and Gomorrah. I never thought I'd see the day when there'd be an openly gay president running in our country. And I call him by his real name, Pete. Oh, no. No, we're mm-hmm. not going to do that, sir. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, look, wow. I'll, I'll, I'll have time for those meetings right. today. Look, I know yeah. your name's not Hoyt, but you seem dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we continue. Barron. <laughs> kind of wanted to know where he was going. <laughs> I do, too. Email Greg. He wants to hear it. Yep. Uh, Barron in Fort Payne, Alabama. Uh, Barron, go ahead. Hey, Biggins, what's happening? Buddy. Uh, fired up. Oh, man, it's Darren with a D, like Delta, but that's okay. That's yeah. fine. It, look, these hey, cell phones today please. are so bad, you can't tell what people are saying. But go ahead, do your best. I'm bed. telling you. Hey, please, please tell me, y'all seen the commercial for the cable company on TV where they're at the edge of the volcano, kind of looks a little like Monty, Monty Python's yeah. Holy Grail you yeah. know, setup? Yeah, it's, it's the idea man. about, about uh, good ideas and – He's talking about ways yeah, to get yeah, water yeah. there, and they're saying, nah, let's just stick with the jump in the volcano for the God that sends us water. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes, the best part of it all, if you listen real close in the background, you hear somebody say, go on, get on with it. Yeah, I have, I have heard <laughs> that. Go on, get on with it. No, I have it. heard yeah. that. He's right. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's very funny. funny. You're right. <laughs> we continue. Let's go to Betty Cleaner. in the great state of Alabama. Hey, Betty, welcome to the program. Hey, welcome. How are y'all doing? Fantastic. Great. I just wanted to... Um, Encourage Hoyt to run for public office in the 2020 election, and I have some reasons why that I listed. Okay. That I thought would be good. And it doesn't matter what office he runs for because I think he'd just be great in our state. I think, number one, he brings a great sense of humor to an otherwise real stuffy political area in in the state, and I think he would be good for that. Um, I think he's very committed and successful at getting his point across, and that's a point. I think he's great with visual images. Yes. I think he also knows how to push the edge, that we need an edgy person in the state of Alabama. He knows how to push the envelope to the exact point where you're arrested, and he could help with those issues. And I think he's already a hero to half the half the state of Alabama, the Alabama fans. I think he could be a great encourager to bring in the other half. Well, no, yeah. Bring more votes to Trump. Now, Betty, how long have y'all been married? <laughs> 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 Whoa, that 
right. Well, Betty, you you realize that we heard Hoyt bring everybody together. A Bama fan sliced the baby Trump uh, balloon and then became an avid supporter of Tommy Tuberville for governor. Uh, I mean, uh, and he claims he's an Auburn fan. He's been an Auburn fan his whole life. Oh, that's right. He is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. It's true. He's already bringing people together. Yeah. Yes, he is. And he can pull out boats. If you can get Auburn, to... if you can get Auburn, Alabama fans to do anything together, yeah. it really is just a click from Palestinian Jewish relations. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Rick. Burgess. No, no, it, it really. No, it's right. close. I, I, I said I, a I, click. I, I didn't say it was just I like it. it. I yeah. It's close. Rick. It was one click right. between them. Right. Uh, let's go to Jody in Andalusia, one zero seven seven. Jody, go ahead. We lost Jody. Hey, how you doing? Mark in Silicon. Hey, this is Jody. Mark, go ahead. <laughs> Silicaga. Is this Rick and Bubba? Hey guys, uh, great calls this morning. By the way, thank you. Uh, I just wanted to uh, bring up Amendment One. Uh, it's advertised that we're the last state to elect uh, officials to the board of state board of education, which seems a little misleading because that makes you think, well, what, what, the, what we want to do that? Let's let's elect these people. But it turns out they're not. Uh, they are elected now, and they're wanting to do away with that. And uh, the counter to that is, uh, why would we want elected officials to be in charge of our education? Well, uh, the people that's going to appoint them, guess who they are? Politicians. Yeah, elected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bubba, you said it best a minute ago. Well, you know, I was kind of looking at that issue, um, and I know that the governor is supporting it, but, um, you know, their argument is you don't want politicians running the state school board. Well, if you appoint them, then you just have bureaucrats running the state exactly. school board. Yeah. So, you know, when I'm in doubt, I stay with the people making the choice, so I don't think I will be supporting that amendment personally. Yeah, you make a good point. Yeah. Bureaucrat versus somebody I actually get to vote for. Which one you want? We'll be back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Thirty-five minutes past the hour, Rick and Bubba. Uh, phone calls coming in at eight six six. We be big. Couple updates I'll share with you here too. Optima Tax Relief. Um, if you were listening on the network, you heard us just talking about that. If you were listening to the local break, uh, you probably did not. But I will tell you this: yesterday, I, I stopped by Bubba and dropped off all my personal tax stuff at the accountant's office. I mean, hey, you can't even make no money without taxes. You won't believe what taxes I'm paying on my Spurmaster. Isn't that a pleasant day? By the way, I got a call from Gary yesterday, and he said, you hear a sound in the background? And I heard, (laughs) (laughs) he said, hey, I can't, y'all got to quit talking about this call. I didn't run out of them. I had to make some more. Sounds like they're training seals. But anyway, Optima Tax Relief, a lot of you with tax season coming up, you're thinking about, oh, boy, I still have unresolved issues with the IRS. Uh, when are they going to come start garnishing my wages, take my house, and all that? Look, don't, don't live like that. And how about this? The problem's not going to go away. So, so you need to deal with it. Call Optima Tax Relief and find out about the Fresh Initiative Program. This is an IRS program, but the IRS can be a little scary if you don't have an advocate there working with you. So put Optima Tax Relief to work for you. They've helped many, many, I mean, over a billion dollars of, of tax resolutions that they've dealt with. So call them, one 800 501 1-800-501-0866. Get, put them to work for you. Also, there's a link if you can't remember the number. Go to rickandbubba.com into the sponsors, and there is the link. Now, before we get back to phones, Bubba, I did something that was kind of innovative. I actually Googled, will Nick Walenda be wearing a safety harness and going across the volcano? And, and it said. I'm not trying to say I'm doing show prep here. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but, but here's what it says. They go through the stuff that we listed because the store we had did not have this additional paragraph. It says about the gas mask and all that. It says it is not clear yet 
if he will be wearing a safety harness of any kind. Nick says, and wait for it, with insurance companies and all the permits involved, he's not sure that he'll be allowed to walk without any type of safety mecha- uh, mechanism. Yeah, I think, I think sometime the network or whoever's fallen uh, in the past has been the ones to put it on. He says right now he is negotiating with them, and he says I'm at the highest level right now of negotiation them not to wear it. He said, yeah, I, I think it, he's always wanted to go without it. It's just you know, I, I think it, I think it bothers him to have it on. I think it, yeah, you know, messes yeah. his balance. He's, he he says it's his. And he pr- knows his granddaddy would go. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what would his granddaddy do? <laughs> um, I fail. Of course, I mean, he did. Uh, he says. Bad. So I want to be clear. Well, Linda says, I prefer not to be tethered, and I am negotiating not to be tethered, but I may not have a choice if I'm going to do the walk. Yeah, that's true. So that's Legally is what's got him the last times, And I believe when he says it, I believe he really didn't want to be tethered. Because I started to go, he's just doing that. I, I'm just worried about him. in the legal him, world, I mean, and I, I, the network yeah, don't want a man solved. falling in a, in a volcano right. on television. None of us want to see that. No, but, but it just adds an element. You know, yeah, I agree. Well, they agree. Un- and unsafety the, and the, to, to climb over each other's yeah. head last time, I was nervous right. And, and, you know, the the nine lives thing plays into this, too. I mean, how many times do you do this before you, you, you play one, one card too many, you know? It happens. I mean, Granddad, we all Grand- saw that. We uh, saw that footage. We can watch it right That's now. Terrible footage. And that is know. that is disturbing when he. You know, when he has to reach down and grab the wire, and it's like, hey, it's, and that's their training. They know to grab if they're falling and hang on. But uh, all right, I'm going to say something. But if you do that over a volcano, I mean, aren't you just uh, aren't you just being roasted at that point? Yeah. I hope Nick. I hope Nick is ready to go. You wouldn't be doing this. I think he is. He I is. think all, he is. all indications well, are. Sister, she sings like hymns the whole time she's out there. It was kind of irritating. And he does too. Yeah, I mean, don't he, say that. It was. He prays. I, don't he prays most of the time. It was yeah. a hymn. I'm just saying. No, this oh, is, no. There it uh, is. There it is. This is so sad. There's, right. there's granddad. Alive, alive, alive. And, 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 and so we just showed it. Oh, I didn't know they showed him hit. Yeah, right. You didn't? No. No, most of the video I've seen, they cut it off after he falls. But lucky us, we've got the whole thing. Yeah. 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 We've. All I'm well, at least you wouldn't see that because he'd just so, go into the lava. I know, but, I mean, but I mean, go, go back to this for just yeah. a minute. Seriously, I'm just being, this is awful. <laughs> hey, baby, you're gone. This, is the, gone this is the bad side of humanity. Okay, I'm about to reveal the bad side of humanity. Okay? You're over the weekend. You're over the Walinda weekend, whatever it happens. Yeah. Okay? Here comes the group text to the Rick and Bubba text. Walinda made it. Then comes the text. Wow, Walinda just fell in the volcano. I know, which one of those do you start going to the TV? Rick, I ignore the phone most weekends, but I pick it up on that. Would you reply to the group text? Absolutely. That's all I'm saying. I, mean, I don't want that to happen. Nobody wants that to happen. I'm just saying look at our reaction. Well, let me ask you this. Every time we say, well, what can he do to keep everyone's interest? And he, he seems like he keeps you know finding bigger and better things to do. After this, what do you do? And, Bubba, you – well, if you, go into, if you go into the lava, it is it is probably your the one that gets you the most attention. Ever. Well, let's just say but you it's don't. A one, let's but say it's, you but made it's, it, but it's a one timer. But if you make it, what do you do next? Well, this this tether is ruining it. I mean, it, because it, I, it's got to like be something. It's got to be something that. untethered. I know. Right. That's my point. If you go across it tethered, if you want people glued to the television, you got to go untethered. I remember us watching Evil Knievel on Saturday a lot. And didn't he have one? It was prime time during the week. Yeah, I remember one of the bus jumps or or jumping the sharks that time. And he didn't get to do it because he crashed during practice, but it showed it. He hurt himself. I got to tell you something. He goes untethered. That was a great family moment when we were growing up when Evil Knievel did something. We all were were glued to the TV. Oh, they'd have an hour special before that showing you the practice and how they did it. I tell you what I loved. I loved when when Fonzie jumped over the shark. (laughs) I was scared, Uh Rick. I'll be 
honest with you, I was scared to death. I started saying, did Evil jump over sharks or was yeah, it Fonzie? He, over, he didn't he jump over yes, any he did. sharks. I don't Man, remember him jumping over sharks. But he crashed during practice. Oh, okay. He never, he never did it before first to see. Yeah, he actually made the jump and crashed. Pull it up. Did, Greg, you I don't doubt you. You got that confidence Greg, thing on Hey, you. hey, did you see those? Right? Did, Look at those raised did, eyebrows. You, <laughs> don't, you, don't, you don't have the unsure face. That's Calm right. down, Tangled Web. Did y'all feel like the jump over Snake River Canyon wasn't, wasn't really a motorcycle? Cause no, it was no, a no, I don't even acknowledge I, that. I'm go right here. I thought that Greg. was a foul. That's I mean, not that trying me, to get somebody to acknowledge Rocky Five. Well, take me to <laughs> Little Greg during that happened. Right. I was a young man, and I loved Evil Knievel. I had the action figure and everything. Oh, yeah. Okay? I thought the whole time. He was going to jump on a motorcycle. I now, in now that I look now, that's impossible. But as a kid, I thought when they were talking about it, well, yeah, he's going to jump on a motorcycle. I look, he's in a rocket. I thought he had a parachute, was going to jump up and then let go of the motorcycle and try to fly something. over. He, something was, like he that. was the original Mad Mike. But and they he called. Was. Don't forget, they called it an air cycle to try to make it still. But it was a right. rocket. It was about like old Mad but, Mike. Went but in they the said day. it had the horsepower of the motorcycle. That's something. how they justified it, right? And, and I saw mm. a, a behind-the-scenes thing on this one Something time. like that. I'm, but I, you, can't let let go, you, how, you can't let go of the parachute when you take off. Here's, right. Let me tell you about Evil, though. I thought he was going to jump it on a motorcycle that had enough jet propulsion. Per, how do you say it? Well, I didn't know how big Propulsion to get him across the... I thought he was going to be on a motorcycle. I, I didn't tell you. I didn't, I didn't, but tell you. I didn't know how big the Snake River Canyon was. But I saw a thing, and I think all testing and everything he'd done, he knew when he got in there he wasn't going to make it. But he's like, I done come this far, I can't back out. Yeah, I saw that special. Yeah, he knew it. Because everything that they had tested was like, eh, we ain't going to get there. Right. Yeah, they did. But he, he would have been better to not let the parachute go the minute. Because he took it off automatic and went to manual, right? And, and he couldn't hold it. And when it jerked and took off, he he, he let it go. Bubba, yeah. can I tell you what Evil Knievel lived by? All the, I mean, he lived this, his motto, the show must go on. Oh, no, he did. Yeah. He, yeah. I give him that. I, yeah. I mean, there was he had a lot of faults, Rick, but I'll give him that. And it seemed yeah. like one of his motorcycle wrecks was the same thing. He knew something about the, the way the motorcycle was built that when he hit, he was going to crash. It was the one, I think, where he crashed in London. Yeah, and then he retired the immediately Because yeah, he was saying that we got all these tickets sold, so I'm jumping. That's what it was. Yeah, and yeah. – because he was testing. Didn't the back tire catch one of them, and it kind of yeah. sent him over the front? They literally said that he was willing to crush his body than refund tickets. Yeah, because that was yeah. a big one. That was like in a stadium. He had yeah. a lot of tickets. Wimbley. Yeah. yeah. So he, he but went down after, there. And Wimbley. And after every right. time, yeah, I mean, even the right. ones he made, he, he crashed, at the, oh, you know, a lot of times. And they would, you know, they'd he's get the him out, and they'd walk him up that ramp, <laughs> and he'd do him. that interview, and he'll say, I'm never jumping again. And they'd put him in the ambulance. <laughs> He was—he was, he was, he was the greatest daredevil who ever lived. <laughs> well, you, yeah. the, the, if you haven't seen he the really documentary, Hams, put that on your list. Oh, it's a good one. The yeah, uh, so y'all one. refresh my memory. Did Robbie went to Snake River Canyon and did what? He just jumped a section of it. Okay, on a motorcycle. On a motorcycle. It was like a little little because it it was to go back and do what Dad didn't do, but yeah, it wasn't but it, really no. the same thing. Was no, it, it wasn't. Because I course, Robbie Robbie was more successful far as not crashing than his dad. Yeah, yeah. Robbie, I think, had the landing down. I think yeah. I think but Rob, now he would do it with no hands. I, I, I think Robbie would refund what? tickets and and, and, and hey, like, just let go. Let, let, let me ask. You, yeah, there it is. Oh. There's Wembley. All right, let me ask you you a question oh. on, on daredevils. All right, because this yeah. would be in that category. That hurts. To what watch. do you think about the guy, the we red, the Red Bull guy that went to Pastrana? the edge of space and oh, fell out? That guy's Remember, crazy. he just stood up and then just fell. Bubba and I were talking. Now about that's that in the daredevil category. Oh yeah. So where do you put him? I don't know how he stepped in there with that. I have to say he's on the edge. 
shortage of space. I have to say that is the ultimate daredevil. I think I put that above Lewinda's or whatever. Absolutely. Whoever that guy is. You're not going to place him above the grace of all kind of time evil can evil, are you? I think you have to. You went to space, right? I think it's obvious why he fell so fast, too. Is this Felix? Felix. Baumgartner. Yeah. Y'all look. Yeah, that's him. Look at that. Nay, no way. He went. He broke the sound barrier. Outside of an airplane, I should go down so fast. Evil was a I different mean, type of right. Look at that, right. Look, I, I Rick, that. look at that round Earth. Yeah. This is Mad Mike. Oh no, yeah. yeah. But but evil see, it's round. That's more mad feelings. Well, no, Bubba. What they say is that's a dome over the flat plates. What they'd say like a bunch of idiots. Yeah, but that's what they'd say. All right, so look at that. The, and the video <gasps> they had, the way that was covered, that was awesome. It was nervous. I forgot. I couldn't wait. I could not wait. Fantastic. Yeah, that was a. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't give I don't that give. or punch from a Wilder with his legs under him. <laughs> after he hadn't been no, yeah, this 40 is before the costume. Is this we, before or after the forty pound yeah. costume? Are we now though really honestly saying would you take a punch for Tyson Fury? I mean, yeah, he beat him. I, I yeah. guess so. He, well, he, he, he busted the eardrum. Yeah, what if we say, would you let Tyson Fury bust your eardrum? Okay. Uh see, what oh, I yeah, what I, I let what I let Tyson Fury bust my eardrum or or fall from space like that? Yeah. I got to go with Tyson Fury. Really? Oh, yeah. I ain't falling okay. from space. I, I'm with you. I'm I ain't falling from space, ain't falling from space <laughs> no. either. Rick. All right, so. I'm going to see you in that. <laughs> I promise. About this? Let me be clear. I ain't falling from space. <laughs> All right, Rick. Let's say you're. Rick, let's say that you're good. I kind of would like to go to space. I'm not talking about Rick now, but Rick Look. was good with motorcycles. Let's say you're really good on motorcycles. What, am I? Is it 80s Rick or yes. current Rick? 80s Rick. No, you're really good Rick. on motorcycles. Okay. But Ooh. you know, you've tested it. I'm going to crash when I land. But 80s Rick, just like the, the scenario we gave Evil. How much money am I getting? Well, there was a lot, obviously. I will say. You're getting uh, seven hundred fifty thousand in eighties. Oh yeah, I do it. Mm, Even right. though you know you're going to crash, I, no, I, I'm kind of with you. Greg, I did a lot of things I knew was going to crash. That's let's go point. apples and apples here. Supersonic free fall from space. <sighs> I can't find a reason. Or to do that. thirty feet across a volcano without a harness. Am I good? Woo! Am I good at both? But yeah. but you realize he's going a lot further than thirty foot. I, I get that, Bubba. But in my scenario, we're a bunch of good. You're, you're I'm it, asking he's for dreaming. thirty foot. I'm I think I'm falling. Of a I'm scared of a I'm falling too. I'm, I'm falling. falling. I am too. I'm and now I'm in space. Hey, hey, yeah, I'm, 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 yeah. Because, because I'm almost assured I'm going to fall into the lava. Yeah. Because I'm not very oh, good yeah. at it. And I can feel I can myself fall. hanging on. Yeah. Yeah. If somebody teach me a little bit, I can fall. I got a Ooh. chance of survival with the supersonic free fall. Hey, you, 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 I don't get on the highway. No, nah, I'm going into lava. I'm anti-lava. <laughs> no, no, don't want to deal with lava. Your phone call's coming back. <laughs> Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. It is eight minutes to the top of the hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. 866-WE-BE-BIG is our number. Here we go. 30 seconds of Pokemon. A long distance, directly assistance. Here we come to 212. I say, hey, hey, mama, this is Mr. Rhythm and Blue. We'll start with Nick out of Birmingham, Alabama. Listening to us on 104.7 WZZK. You can get into now. 30 seconds. The buzzer sounds. Your time on the program comes to a close. Uh, then we will move to the uh, the next caller. Let's start uh, with Nick. Uh, trolling, trolling, trolling. Them phones are trolling. Here we come, phone trolling, phone trolling. Troll. Nick, go ahead. 30 seconds. How about you? Hey, good morning. Appreciate y'all. Hey, I have a quick question. So this past uh, week, actually a week and a half ago, I placed an order online for my eyeglasses. And um, something a little particular with eyeglasses, you have to pick out your frames and your prescription. That means they assemble them in China. I got an email stating that, 
Um, they may be uh, delayed due to the coronavirus, and I just got them less than a week and a half later. So that means that they have touched those glasses in China, and they're sitting in my passenger seat. Am I riding around with coronavirus? Uh, I feel like it's, look, it's probably, I, I don't know how long it lives. Well, they, you know, it depends on who you talk to. I, I wouldn't... Uh, I wouldn't rush opening that thing. I might leave it out on the porch for another day or two. You know, yeah, wipe it down. Here's what I would do: put it in the freezer. Look, I, look twenty-one days. To me, can't you freeze it? To me, this is a great time for us to talk about where animals and human beings rank. What I would do is let my dog wear them for a few days. <laughs> That's uh, and, and if he's okay, then you can yeah, wear. Them. And then you kind of keep an eye on it, since we now know dogs can get it. Right. And if the dog seems to be fine. Uh, and gives you kind of a well, you can't do a thumbs up. He didn't have a poseable thumb. But right. if he, if all of a sudden the dog's fine and you don't see anything developing, they've got a lot of energy. Then put them on and, and roll on with your life. But I'd hang on to them old ones for a little bit longer. We yeah, can, I, I wouldn't rush it. I wouldn't rush it. We continue ounce of prevention. Remember that saying? Yeah. Let's go to Danielle out of Jackson, Alabama. Let's Danielle. do us on ninety four point five. Danielle, go. Into Hey, I just wanted to comment on the Garth Brooks serial killer thing. Um, it it's actually true. started by a couple, couple comedians as a joke, and people have taken off with it and have commented where the where are the bodies on his Instagram and oh, come on. Um, Twitter and everything. And sadly, some people have started to believe it. Yeah, I think you could just about start anything right now, and they're you, proving that, and point. you would develop people to believe it with very little effort. I mean, it, the, the, the sheeple, Greg, have never been more willing to follow. I mean, I mean, just anything. and these guys who've done this is making they're making a great point. They're going to say we're going to come up with something that is so ridiculous. Right. And just see, right. and well, he's on Facebook. Well, then it must be true. Tribute or maybe he's killed. Tribute to like. James Spann again. Yep. By the way, I have texted him and told him that I, I wish he wouldn't interrupt programming because I got sorry. <laughs> Randy in Franklin, Tennessee. Oh. Randy, go ahead. I love sorry. Morning, fellas. I'm a day behind because I'm a podcast listener. I'm listening to the Space Talk from yesterday. Yes. And I'm disappointed in Greg. Greg, come on. You know where the green expulsion came from, don't you? Where's that? Uranus. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Golly. Come you on. are so right. Greg, what am I thinking? What are you doing? Greg, if you were my quarterback, I'd bench you. I know, Rick. I'm better than that. I know. We I continue. Better than that. Steve in Huntsville, 100.3, the river. Steve, welcome to the program. Go ahead. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm worried more about not the, oh, no, the safety wire on this guy that's going across the volcano. I'm more worried about those oxygen tanks he'll be wearing, heating up and blowing up. That's yeah, possible. Boy, that's, that's, a, possible. That, that's a legitimate. Well, maybe this, this thing's getting better now. Mm-hmm. You th- we end up with a tether, don't we? Do you think? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Last tank. minute. Tether ain't going to help you with the blowing up no, tank. No, you don't want that oxygen tank heating up. Martha. I doubt that he's going to be that intense where he's at. Greg, he, he said, wouldn't be able to walk Greg, he said, put, he said he might not even be able to see. Oh, Let's go Man. to. Melt no, the wire. No, that's in, that's in it's going to melt Rick, the wire. got to come up with a reason to make people watch. I know, you're right. I'll tell you how you can make me watch. Take that tether off. There. <laughs> Martha in Millbrook. Mm-hmm. Martha, welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. 30 seconds. Go ahead. Good morning, guys. Uh, listen, we have a congressman running here in our area. It's Jeff Coleman. In his latest commercial, he is in the moving business, and his commercial specifically says he will help Nancy Pelosi move. <laughs> so good. we're going to vote good. for him, I think. But uh, <laughs> I can't wait one. to see what Nancy says when she see, meets him. I think I think I met him. I think he came to the men's conference last week, and I think I met him. That's oh, funny. Cool. Uh, That's we continue. Character. Let's go to uh, Casey in Coleman, Alabama, listening to ZZK. Casey, go ahead. Hey guys, Monkey Grass and Green Acres. Thank you very much. There you go. Go ahead. 
Hey, y'all talking about stuntmen. What about the greatest stuntman of all time, Super Dave Osborne? <laughs> <laughs> Where were you on Super Dave Osborne? That funny to you? Great. At times, mm-hmm. yeah, he got on my nerves a lot. It had potential. Uh, mm-hmm. I like, it could have been funnier than it was. Yeah. I like when he was like that, like a crushed up car, and he was supposedly in it. And yeah. You hear him talking, he goes, Oh, I really think I hurt my ankle this time. <laughs> 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 that was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, Justin and Moulton. Because I knew that one could either be funny to you or get on your nerves. And that, huh. it, it borderlined. Justin, go ahead. Hey, guys. Um, I, I know. I, I don't know if you've seen the commercials from Mike Bloomberg, but he's talking about he helped build, uh, rebuild New York City from 9-11 since day one. But he wasn't even mayor of New York when 9-11 happened. Well, yeah, that, he was, don't, don't let have tr- any insight on what he's done? <laughs> yeah, the election was a short time after that. I don't remember exactly how long that he won because – uh, Rudy could not run again at the time. They had term limits on it, I think, right? Uh, Wasn't that the deal? I don't remember. But, uh, yeah, you're right. You know, but remember when you're dealing with politicians, and and I was actually telling our South African friends that will be with us next hour, mm-hmm. they could not believe that we ha- we demand truth in advertising except from politicians. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they were, they were like, what? And I said, no, they gave themselves an out. They don't have to be truthful in their political ads. <laughs> but it, but mm-hmm. any private company that's saying a product will do something, it has sure. to be yeah. – that, that has to be provable or they face, you know, fines or, or, or did you see being where shut o- down. Did you see where Obama had sued uh, and, and was trying to get a cease and assist on political ads in South Carolina? That uh, where he was being quoted in, he said it was out of context, and I don't uh, think they stopped them either. I, I haven't heard that they I don't, did. I don't think you can, and and then you can't turn them down either, right? I mean, if, right. They, if they come right. to buy, you have to give them the lowest rate, right? And you right. have to take the buy. <clears throat> yep. Two thousand two so, on the Bloomberg. So yeah, January. So it was a whole year. So he, well, it was pretty close. Yeah, it's Six close. Months. It was yeah. close. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm not sure because the they, there was even talk about Rudy suspending the election for a period of time, right? And then having it, yeah. but he he did not. Yeah, do I, I, don't, I think I think he he's fair to say that he was part so. of the re, uh, of, the of, rebuilding of yeah, the rebuilding. Fair. Yeah, I think so. top of the hour. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Two conservative, heterosexual, gun-toting, football-loving, evangelical Christian white men. In other words, the two most dangerous men in America, Rick and Bubba. Six minutes past the hour. We're going to get you coming to you from the broadcast plaza and teleport. It is another hour of the Rick and Bubba show, the show that experts said might last 26 days. Still sitting here. After 26 years. The Rick and Bubba Show, only the strong survive. Speedy, the real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler, all here. Our Rick and Bubba University intern program, as uh, we have students earning their degree in common sense. Common sense now deemed a superpower uh, at Rick and Bubba University. And that's Stretch Armstrong. He'll take your phone calls at 866-WE-BE-BIG. Welcome back. Rockin' Mike number two. He's got number 12 on his jersey, but he's number one in your heart. Bill Bubba Bussy. Rick, glad to be here and thank all of you for being part of the Rick and Bubba experience. Bubba, it has been an annual pilgrimage to the United <laughs> States of America, all the way to the broadcast plaza and teleport, the pride of Cape Town, South Africa. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back, John Thomas. John. Thank you so much, Rick and Bubba. It's great to be back with you and, uh, one of the issues I need to take up with you is I run into people all over the U.S. and even sometimes in other parts of the world, and they say, ah, I heard Rick 
imitating you and <laughs> four-wheeling. you got to get that right. I was wondering, John, if by some way today we could go four-wheeling. Yeah, I think that's great. If you need me, I'll be over here. Okay. Yes. And will you all come with me? <laughs> so, so I'm trying to keep, te- teach John how to say here. Yeah. Here. Yeah. <laughs> there. Over there. There. <laughs> Rick, I am sitting opposite Logan's. Uh, but you know, that's the first time you ever talked to me on the phone. I was trying to meet him somewhere. Logan, John speaks closer to English than we do, Rick. Yeah, I told on. him I didn't know what he was talking about. He said, I said, John, where are you? I am having trouble finding your home. I am currently sitting opposite Logan's. <laughs> and I was like, you mean you're across from that Logan's place? <laughs> right. I am opposite, opposite Logan's. I'm opposite Logan's. Uh, but anyway, so good to have you back. Thank you so much. Wonderful to be with you. And we guys. will go for wheeling. Uh, and you brought another friend. You know, every so often you bring other folks that work at Living Hope South Africa. And this time we bring Nathan. Absolutely. Nathan has worked for us for about 15 years as a life skill educator, and he now runs Life Skills, which is the dad program, which you guys support. So in other words, all the kids uh, and a couple of other things fall under him. But the kids ministries that we often talk about on this show fall under Nathan. So he's the... The, the manager of how many kids this last year, Nathan, did you look after? 8,999. Say that again. 8,999. So really, there's not a big job. It's not like there's a lot to do. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? How many oh, kids are you gosh. in charge of? 8,899. Yeah. I like how you I have it. I can hardly manage two. I know. Yeah, <laughs> just managing a handful. Uh, but I uh, want to thank you for the work you do. And, and this is, you know, and it's really quite moving, but I think it's good. We always have fun, and we're going to have fun again today. But for the audience, many times, you know, to think, all right, when we when we just, we hear Rick and Bubba talking about something like Living Hope South Africa, and and we go, I, I'm going to buy a Buzzbox coffee, or I'm just going to donate to the Bronner Burgess Memorial Fund. However, you do that, uh, and you think, what you know, we try to keep you updated, especially if you're one of the coffee drinkers. Every month, we send you stuff in the in the box. But some of, some people say, I don't drink coffee. I just want to donate from time to time, and they do, which we're very thankful for. You always wonder, well, what what does that really matter? And you know, Sherry and I heard stories last night. We'll share some of those today. But but one of the things that uh, that we were so excited about the audience, and this, but how many times do we have to tell the audience, well done, a good, a I mean, bunch. Uh, so many times. But uh, the all of you in the Rick and Bubba audience, this children's program that Nathan oversees. Uh, with Living Hope South Africa, they do many things, but one of the things is to try to rebuild a, a society from the children up. You know, to, to, let, let's get the children and let's let's point them ultimately to Jesus, but let's give them the skills and give them the stuff they need, their basic needs, and let's try to raise up a new generation of South Africans. Uh, you know, under the authority of Christ, and um, and and all of you in the audience of all the donations they get for the children's program, you are the number one. You, you you send the most to this. You're the Correct. number one yeah. number one supporter of uh, the children's program there at Living Hope South Africa. That is absolutely correct, and I want to thank you again, Rick absolutely. and Baba, and the Bronner uh, Burgess Memorial Fund, and all the Buzzbox coffee drinkers, because I'm sitting in front of the biggest single donor uh, to our life skills program, or to our dollar a day program, or our dad program, D A D dollar a day. And that is to fund the salaries of what we call the life skill educators. You could call them the kids' carers, the people that look after the kids and work with the kids. And those, just to refresh your minds, are after-school programs 
where we have the kids in various areas in about five geographical areas in the city of Cape Town. And we meet with them every day after school, except on a Friday afternoon, and try and minister to them and help them with their life and their story and what is going on in their life. And then in vacation season, we do seven separate weeks of vacation Bible school across five different areas. So we run about a thousand kids a day. And in fact, uh, Nathan's mother-in-law cooks a hot meal, yeah. a thousand meals a <laughs> yeah. day. Keep it in the family. <laughs> Keep it in the family, that's right. A thousand meals thousand your mother-in-law meals. has to prepare every day for this. I bet that's some big pots and pans. I'm telling you. Oh, very big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, you were telling me about that. And, and of course, I guess because this parlays so well, though, into how much this matters, two things. You were telling me last night, like, if you think about poverty and you start trying to get wrap your mind around it, we, you, you said you had uh, some children that would take their sandwich that they knew it was the last one of the week, and they were trying to make it last till Monday. And to tell that story. You or tell Nathan. that, Nathan. I heard this story from Nathan in yeah. the car. Yeah, go ahead. So, so because we see them um, twice or four times a week, um, and that ends on a Thursday, there's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, where the family is supposed to be providing. And these two kids, um, siblings, um, are in a family where if they take the bread home with them, it either gets taken by another sibling or another adult, and they would eat it, and the children would get nothing. And so they would, um, they came back and they asked us for the packet which the bread was in, which is the bread bag. Yeah. Um, and we thought, oh, you guys are so super cool. You want to put your sandwich in, you know, go home and share it. They said, no, we're actually going to go and dig a hole and put it in a hole. <laughs> Um, and that's why we need the bag, so that, you know, it's, um, Friday we can come back and we can eat half of my sister's, and then Saturday we can get, get back and eat the other half, and then Sunday we can eat mine, you know, and then Monday when you guys are back, we can then, you know, get from you again. So that's what the staff, you know, started waking up to the reality that some of our kids just don't have, even after we're not around, you know. So often these kids, they'll get an extra sandwich, you know, just to help them get through. Think, just think about that. These Incredible. two, these two children said, "All right, we got to make these two sandwiches work for the rest of the weekend because if not, we'll have nothing to eat. This has to make They're it." They're burying it in a sandwich, in, in a bread bag, right? Yeah. In a bread bag in the ground. Wow! And then and, they go and, and, then and, go and stretch and get, it out, ration it out over the weekend. Now that's what poverty does. Yeah. Think about that the and next time you order. Does. Oh, you order a sandwich, you don't need all of it, and you throw half of it away. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. But um. <clears throat> That's the dollar terrible. a day fund, yeah. the Buzzbox coffee, the Bronner Burgess Memorial Fund feeds those kids. Right. This, this is today for those of you that, that support this. This is one of those days where you go, oh, that's what I'm doing. Exactly. That's what, and there's, there's other things that yes. go on, but this sure. is one you can, really, you can really hang your hat on yeah. and understand how, that it really does matter what you're doing. And that's the reason, reason why we always say if you're on the coffee side of what we do, when was the last last time a cup of coffee made any difference in the world? Well, this one does. Every day. Yeah, this one does. All right, we'll come back, and we'll talk a little bit about, how about Sherry put a, a dinner on us last night hey. from South Africa? Yeah. And, uh, and we'll talk a little bit about that. We also have some other stories that John will tell you uh, uh, about Living Hope South Africa. We'll talk about we're going four-wheeling. You know, Nathan's never been on a four-wheeler, Bubba. Uh-oh. We're going to get him mighty. He doesn't know about that. <laughs> we'll be right back. 15 minutes past. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. When the rain falls over, 
Living Hope, South Africa, with Michael W. Smith bringing it back. We sing uh, with the Mossy Choir, uh, Living Hope, South Africa's fundraising CD that's available wherever you get music, so you can grab that too. It's another way to help. All right, so uh, first of all, let's talk about, uh, I know uh, Sherry told me yesterday, you know, when we, we, we were there in South Africa, we experienced some of your delicious dishes. And I will tell you, Bubba, you will love the food in South Africa. Meat, cream, cheese, uh, they they love the rich food. Uh, but we pray over the calories, and I've got a way of making them disappear. Yeah. yeah no. John, I know how you made yours disappear. I don't want to go down that road. No. Uh, with all the, but, um, so last night, tell, tell and you're going to love the name, Sherry prepared a South African dish because uh, uh, this famous cook in South Africa that helps to feed some of the teams that come in to work on short-term mission trips, um, Nadine, uh, and uh, she's an incredible cook. So Sherry got her cookbook while we were there. And so she made you guys uh, one of the favorite South African dishes now last let's night. Let's hear the name from you. Is it uh, Babuti? That's pretty good. Babuti yeah. is absolutely is that, is that spot called? on. I'll give you is 10 it, out you know, of 10. There, there's several comments I can I know, make. Here, and that's why I, I said I'm not yeah. going to. Yeah, at first I came home and Sherry said, I'm making Babuti tonight. And I said, well, you know the Thomases are coming. Now, what are we talking about now? <laughs> but, but, but anyway. Uh, Happy birthday, Rick. Thank you. Well, Happy birthday. Well, look at this. I want to, I want to show you another picture. So Sherry wanted me to get a picture of John and his beautiful wife Avril out out on the the, the deck the deck you permission. So I so I took I took this picture of John. So there, isn't that sweet? Oh, that, that is. is. Good. All right, now here comes look a line. Here comes a too. line for the next picture I have. When this was over, I said to Avril, I said, John's smiling like it's his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then you get this picture. <laughs> and, uh, and what was her comment? She said she says he doesn't need to wait for his birthday. <laughs> she, her quote was she goes she goes her quote was she said John. Every day she's <laughs> Rick, I was wondering, has Sherry? Uh, but anyway, so so anyway, and then what was this delicious dessert we had? Malfa pudding. Was it say it again? Malfa pudding. Mava. Yeah. Yeah. Mava pudding. I'm saying Malfa pudding. Bubba, 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 <laughs> bubba, bubba, Malva, Malva pudding. Bubba, bubba, bubba. If you could have dug into that, my friend, and I, and was there a piece left? I should have brought it for Bubba. You should have. We didn't have it for breakfast, Bubba. Let me tell you something. Now, look, it's one of those desserts when you say, today's the day that I'll be a food daredevil. Yep. You know yep, what I mean? That's it. How many calories do you think is in that dessert? Mm. Well, after I prayed over them, none. Right, yeah. But before, mm-hmm. several thousand. Yeah. It, it's, it's basically a whole lot of sugar. Right. And it, it was so good. I noticed, Nathan, You did you go for? Seconds? Yes. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's Homer. Rick, I, I think the, the most calories we've taken in at any meal was the fudge nut fantasy, right? Wasn't that the it's, documented it's, level well, I was, that we had on I that? was over there watching Sherry. Because it wasn't 3,000 yeah. calories. You, you cook well, what I would call some sort of cake. Right. It's like a cake, spongy cake. Yeah. And then she's over there mixing what you see poured all mm-hmm. over it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and everything she was putting in there, I thought, well, just one of those would be great <laughs> to pour over it. And she's using all this bacon, this delicious whatever it is, this liquid. 
and then you pour on it, and the cake sucks it in. So what does it taste and, like? And then you pour again. What flavor is that? <sighs> Heaven. Heaven. <laughs> I don't know what you would call the flavor. It really is unique, pound cakeish kind of. Right, but you what's know, the flavor? What's the stuff they poured in? What does it taste like? Sugar and milk. Sugar, sugary, like yeah. a milkshake. Yeah, it's like you're pouring a liquid uh, milkshake over. Well, how about that? <laughs> <laughs> how, how about that, my friend? I like and, it. Look, and, there it all is, right there. Uh, That's, oh my I goodness! Just look at the butter and look at it all. Yeah, uh, butter, yeah, butter, yeah, butter oh, sugar, oh, jelly. Oh yeah, butter yeah. me, butter, yeah. sugar. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, just a lot of butter One, and sugar. Look, Rick, I see butter, I see sugar, I see fresh cream, <laughs> I see milk, I see vanilla. You're right. Let really me tell you this. The, let me tell you this. That's the homemade fa- ice cream, Bubba. Man. Bubba, you <laughs> you had us when you called when you called what we most would call a cake. You call it pudding. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, yeah, we would look at that and go, that's not pudding. Oh, wait a minute. Yes, it is. After, after you're done with all this, it is. But let me tell you that Sherry gets 11 out of 10 for cooking. Oh, yeah. She did very well last yeah. night. Yeah, it was so good. You're blessed with a good wife. Yes, I am. Yeah, she, she is. she's a great cook. And, and breakfast has been pretty good too, hasn't it, Nathan? It's been awesome. Yeah, I yeah. understand. You've been, you've been enjoying that a little bit. I, I just love having seconds of everything. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think for uh, those who are not watching on TV, you two guys have got competition here. Oh yeah! Today, tell him about it, John. Yeah, I know. Nathan, <laughs> Nathan, you heard last night. They were. I was. I had to upgrade John on how to get the show in South Africa. Right. Oh, okay. so I was getting the podcast. You know, showing where all that is, even even the original Rick and Bubba University, but also the archive. So you know, when you hit it, it starts playing. You know, right. and then John, you know, played played the role, did an impression of Speedy last night. <laughs> he, he was trying to figure out how to get tuned in for free because yeah. you know they have the premium package, right? You know, and, and I, basically, I t- I told John if you'll if you'll go yes to commercial. You won't have to pay anything, right? right. And uh, and so he finally, but boy, he boy for a minute, it was like tune in got put over here. Now let's get back to that. Uh, there's a charge for that. And uh, and so anyway, so you heard Nathan heard our slogan, the two sexiest fat men alive. Come mm-hmm. on, and and Nathan, what did you say? I say tomorrow you guys are gonna have competition. <laughs> I just have better hair. <laughs> he said, "Not so fast." <laughs> not so fast, my friend. <laughs> he said, "Whoa, not so fast." Whoa. So uh, yeah, you fit in good here, don't you? Oh yeah, I feel at home. <laughs> yeah, it's been great. So um, I know that uh, we we have we don't really have time to get into all of it. But we'll come back. There's a couple stories because you know you know it was so funny because Helmsy, uh, you know I've been Helmsy. I was wondering if I could meet Helmsy. <laughs> but anyway, Helms, you know, is, is, had, had never seen the movie that you guys did, the yeah. documentary. And, um, and so as we were getting ready to do some stuff to promote you guys, you know, to get people and uh, to, to continue to support you and all that, and he was doing some research, and he comes in, he goes, have you seen this movie? And I was like, well, yeah. We, we, we were talking about it. We watched it at our home and, and all of this, and he'd never seen it. And he goes, I'm sure that John has told you some of these. He's talked about these stories before. I said, oh, yes, he does. I said, John. You know, I, I, I guess we could say we love hearing that these stories are stories of hope, but I guess at some point we wish sometimes we wouldn't hear the stories of, of, of the tragic part of it. Yeah. Right. Uh, and one day that will all be resolved, you know, when, when Christ comes to, to take his church to him. But in the meantime, we are in a fallen creation, but uh, the reason why you're named Living Hope, people are all looking for hope. Absolutely. And, uh, and these are always stories of hope uh, from, you know, tragedy to hope. So we'll come back. We'll, we'll share some of those. And, uh, and you can update Helms in the break. He was wanting to know what happened to the guy from Tennessee, you know, that, that came there and did the farming thing. You gave me an update on that last night. I was going to update him today. But you can tell him that during the break because he was wondering what happened. And he's still developing this, this same system. Absolutely. He's replicated Living Hope. 
in Nashville called it Cultivate, and he's growing vegetables there. Yeah, and uh, getting introducing people to farming to get them to work. Absolutely, to people are coming off drugs and alcohol. Yeah, he's taking them in as a clients, teaching them to farm, and sending them out. So we have a division in an indirectly or. Uh, a plant out of Living Hope yeah. based in Tennessee. So, so the Tennessee folks go stay in South Africa right. a while, then they bring the idea back to help people in America who are transitioning off drugs and out of prison and, and things like this back uh, and getting their feet under under them using farming to do that, just like you guys do in South Africa. Exactly. Yeah, growing your own food there, a lot of food. So we'll come back, a couple of great stories uh, from John Thomas that will also give you an idea. And, John, uh, Living Hope Bubba is celebrating 20 years, their 20th anniversary. And uh, in the mailbox came a letter to John from George, President George W. Bush. It came to your home. That's right. And it was the real deal letter, hey? Yes, it was. On the golden crest with the real signature. Yeah. Saying congratulations for 20 years from George W. Bush. So we'll be back bottom of the hour. More with John Thomas right after this. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. This is Donald Trump, President of the United States. Honestly, I think this is the first radio show I've done as president, if you want to know the truth. And you're listening to The Rick and Bubba Show. We're back, 35 minutes past the hour. More Rick and Bubba. John Thomas, the pride of Cape Town, South Africa. Nathan uh, with us again, another member of the team. Now, uh, you guys may be like us. Uh, Have you gone through the years... And you think, all right, I've got all these old videotapes back when we had all the, the cameras and you try to document family stuff. You have the old family photos that we used to do with the, you know, yeah. when you just had the camera, you had to print the film. Maybe, uh, and you think to yourself, I never look at these things anymore because I'm living in a digital world. Well, imemories.com slash Bubba can solve this. Uh, we, we have it at the house. I can show it to you uh, this weekend because Sherry's filling up the box right now. And you go through your house. They send you a box, and you put in videotapes that you haven't looked at for years, put in maybe the old handheld cam, uh, the old handheld cameras that had right. the little discs. Remember those little right. discs? Put those in there. Anything uh, to put the photos in all there. All these different formats now, over the years. And then they will take them and digitize all of them. And they give you options if you want thumb drives or whatever. They even have an app that they have, and you can go and look at all your old memories on an app, and they do all that for you, and then they send it back, and they send your originals back to you too. So can I bring my box next year? <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you, we'll, we'll, we'll set that up. We'll, we'll, get you, we'll get you a box. You fill your stuff up. We'll send it off. If you'd like to use them right now, go to imemories.com slash Bubba. Use the code Bubba. You'll get 20% off your order. That's imemories.com slash Bubba. There's also a link at rickandbubba.com under the sponsors button. And we're, we're having a lot of fun reliving some of these old memories, but now making sure that we have them forever. All right, so, John, let's, let's talk a little bit about Living Hope South Africa. 20 years. Congratulations. Wow. Thank you. And we have a banquet next Tuesday night here in town. Because, Absolutely. Because of all the this part of the country and, and around here, they play a big role. You were telling me the, Uni- the United States of America is, uh, is your number one donor. Yeah. Uh, to supporting uh, Living Hope South Africa. And we talked about the job our audience has done with the children's program that uh, that Nathan is overseeing 8,889 children. 8,989. 980. Oh, my goodness. I'm no, all wrong. So, so let's talk about that because some people may say, well, this program, you know, give us, give us some idea of how well it's working, and this is a fascinating story. 
You know, we've talked a lot about on this program, it's better to build a whole child than mend a broken man. Yes, tell me about that. Thirteen years ago, a young child by the name of Rafiq joined our club at the age of six. His brother told him, come with me because you stay out of trouble and you get food. Now, dad is a Muslim. And um, <clears throat> so he started to come to club and one week he'd go to club and then he's got to go on Friday to mosque. And so club, mosque, club, mosque. And at Living Hope, Living Club. And he came to that point where he wanted to receive Christ as Savior. And when we asked why, he said, it's because these life skill educators, these carers who just look after me, they love me. They ask me how school went. They ask me how's my athletics going. They ask me about my life. At home, nobody cares about me. And he says, because of the care and the love. And he went on to say, and I'm cutting it really short, the life skill educators raised me. Mm. Now, that's just every afternoon, Monday to Thursday after school. And um, he grew and grew in the Christian faith. And uh, last year we had a vacancy in the same branch where he grew up as a kid. He applied for the job. And today he's a life skill educator. Rafik is reproducing what he learned as a child. He is giving the care back to a community that is gang-ridden, violence-torn, uh, very complicated with a whole lot of drugs and all sorts of things into that area where there are several families where there would be one Muslim parent and one, in inverted commas, Christian parent. He is ministering right into there. And, and you know what? The Word of God talks about reproducing ourselves. But when... Somebody can say, they raised me. Well, mm. then they were, the last school educators were a dad to him. And that's the acronym for the Dollar a Day program. So, so what if that program's not available to him? Then he only sees one worldview. He's never exposed to the gospel. He's never exposed to Christianity because there is no other option. Yeah. And, and so that's, that's why it's important that that option is there. Certainly he chose for himself at some point but what if he'd never seen the other side? What if all he'd ever seen is what he'd been accustomed to? And that's the privilege we have of ministering to 9,000 kids and uh, showing them that God loves them and that there is a plan for their lives in the midst of this abject poverty, in the midst of this chaos that they find themselves in, that there is a God who loves them, who has a plan for their life, and they don't have to go and you know join a gang or get involved with drugs or whatever. Um, Rafik is one of those because of living hope, because of people like you. He's been able to have a changed life and is able to reproduce that love that he received back into the lives of children. And I guess when you talk about 20 years, uh, there is a, a snapshot of 13 years, and I could give you a lot more in between on those 13 years. But I guess for uh, the sustainability of an organization, it just proves that we're sowing and gradually reaping and reproducing ourselves. And um, just as, just as the, that was the vision you were given, exactly. is that, you, that you would take these children and then, and then make whole children that would then become whole men. Correct. Yeah. And there it is. There's an example of it right there. Exactly. John, when, uh, when a child makes a decision like that or a young person, do they 
get a lot of blowback at their family from the, the Muslim side, or how, how does that usually play out? I'm going to let Nathan answer. Yeah, it, it depends how strong the, the family's um, um, Muslim practice is. If, if that's what they really seriously believe, then yeah, some of them are Muslim just by, by faith or by birth. Um, Rafiq's situation is, is a little bit different because there was always um, the father wanted him to be a Muslim, um, encouraged him to go to the mosque and, and attend a Muslim school. Um, but it was a little bit easier for him because um, the father didn't really have a proper relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Um, had the father been very, very, very present in his life, he probably would have been written off and told to go live somewhere else, um, which is more common than what you actually think. Right. Um, but it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's yes and no, um, really depending on the situation. Um, Rafiq and his brothers were just really strong and, and knew what they wanted. Um, because they experienced a love that they don't don't experience back home. Right. Um, the father was caught in drugs and he was always, um, you know, high on mandrax. So so he wasn't really present in Rafiq's life. And, and the few minutes that they were, he wanted Rafiq to go to the mosque. Yeah, so well, he wasn't even very strong. Well, wasn't, yeah, well, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah. Wouldn't the drug abuse go against that <laughs> right. religious yeah. belief? Yeah. Too? <laughs> I mean, that, that would disqualify you being a good Muslim, yeah. wouldn't it? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, correct. No doubt. But but it really played to his advantage, his yeah. son, I yeah. guess. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so that's that's great. And then the Michael W. Smith story. So last year um, in August, Michael W. Smith came into a concert in Cape Town, and he contacted us. And this is what he said: "Bring the patients from the hospital," which is easier said than done because some of our patients are very uh, terminal and so on. So we took three guys with us, and one of the guys we took was a young man called Ritvan, who had been a gangster, a Muslim man, and had his leg shot off in some gang warfare. And he came to us for rehab and recovery to Living Hope Hospital. And while he was there for two, three weeks, every day he heard the gospel, but uh, while he was open, nothing penetrated. We took him in a wheelchair off to the Michael W. Smith concert, and of course... uh, Wonderfully, they had arranged seats for them for their wheelchairs in the second row. And you know how it is in these concert halls. It's completely dark uh, in the audience and the light. You can't see who's in front of you. But apparently what happened, Michael W. Smith pointed straight at him and said, there is hope for you. And instantly something birthed inside this Muslim man as you're sitting there. And then in something that only the Holy Spirit can do and sometimes is hard to explain, a man from the audience during the show was convicted to go and pray for the guy in a wheelchair. Now, I don't know how he had found out a wheelchair, whether he had seen him come in or what. I don't know. But this, as this guy gets there, he lays his hands on him. And as that does, he says, a light from heaven like the Apostle Paul had on the road to Damascus, came, and he doesn't know about Paul and Damascus. Doesn't even know that story. No, doesn't it? Came over him and he said instantly this most incredible warm feeling and peace came in, and immediately he knew the Holy Spirit had entered into his life. And um, I couldn't go that night, and so they actually brought him around to our home at about half past 11 that night after the show, and um, Ritvan was just so excited. He said, I've become a Christian. The Spirit of God came in me. And 
and you know, it's an amazing thing, Rick, because we can do all the intellectual and biblical preparation. Sure. But only the Spirit of God can break through. Amen. And in that moment, uh, Ritvan, it just broke through. And how God does that, and I hear of many Muslim stories of people coming to faith where there's just been a dream or some dramatic experience That's like right. that, and instantly they know that they have become a Christian. Instantly they know Jesus is real. And uh, I sent that off to Michael W. Smith, the story, and he was very excited about that. So, I bet he was. Um, you know, so many opportunities we have at Living Hope. And thank you again for your support. And uh, if you're listening and you want to uh, help Living Hope and support in some way, You'll find a link somewhere on the Rick and Bubba show to be able to do that. That's right, right there in show notes. And those of you that are already doing that through the BuzzBox program are just your direct donations to the Bronner Burgess Memorial Fund. I think you're seeing the fruits of those labor, that labor as well. We'll come back, final phone calls, anything we missed. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Nine minutes to the top of the hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. Every single line is available. So if you want to be part of the program, you can certainly come in at 866-WE-BE-BIG. We'll try to chat with you. We'll hit any stories you might have missed um, uh, as well. If you do want to see information about Living Hope South Africa, it's in show notes today, rickandbubba.com. Uh, Bubba, let's say hello to a packed house today in the golden ticket seat. I got it. Thomas and Sarah Bracken. Look at that right there. That Bracken's on the front row. Bracken down front. <laughs> uh, let's tell Terry and John Clark. There they are. Bubba, they're here with us. Uh, I saw a picture they had with us back at the old Rick and Bubba Outdoor Expo. Uh, John Thomas's cousin, Becky Thomas, here. All the way from South Africa. Good to see you. No, I'm just kidding. This is a, a local Becky Thomas. Uh, Donna Weeks. Where's Donna? Donna's right there. Pam Hunter. Uh, we've got Trent and Misty Lloyd. Uh, look at look at look at Trent rocking that Rick and Bubba hat just like he yep. likes it. Yeah, it looks good. Uh, Brad and Heather May are here hey. today. Hey guys, Denise Scott is here. Hello. Uh, Kathy Barker's here, Hello. and Penny Miller, all Hello. in the golden ticket seats. Our first uh, time here. And yeah. Jim, the crazy sign man, Hello. makes everybody uncomfortable as they get ready to walk to their car outside. Uh, but we think he's harmless. We think he's harmless as far as we know. Uh, he's eaten so much pizza with Greg yesterday, barely could move. No. Uh, <laughs> we also like to remind everybody they get a pound of BuzzBox coffee. Speaking of BuzzBox coffee today. Uh, and also they get themselves a Rick and Bubba double CD. And it's so great to see all of you here. And thanks for your support of the Rick and Bubba show. Um, we'll, we go to Robert in Rome, Georgia. You know, Robert, believe it or not, did you know that Big Nathan that was in here a minute ago, <laughs> he will be going – to a partnership that they have with Living Hope South Africa at Barry College in Rome, Georgia. Yeah. So yeah. if you're listening or watching in Rome, Georgia, Big Big Nathan's headed your way. He's got, he's got something to do over at Barry College. Just stand by, Eagles. Barry. Hey, beautiful how, campus. How long, did it Eagles. Ta- how long did it take me to tell Nathan all roads lead to Rome? He almost looked at me like, when in Rome. You, right. think, you think you're the first one to throw, <laughs> yeah. throw the Rome, Georgia joke at me? Uh, Robert, uh, so go ahead. Rob, what's going on? Hey, hey guys. Hey, buddy. I'm um, a big fan of the show. Just uh, had a joke my pastor told a little while back I thought was funny. Um, he said that there was a big tubby guy, and uh, he was having a hard time getting a date. And the uh, pastor said, all right, I can help you out a little bit. So he said, you're going to have a knock on the door Monday morning, 8 o'clock, be ready. Nervous. So he was ready to exercise and ready to go. 
And um, whenever he got the knock on the door, opened the door, there was this lady there um, in a workout outfit and obviously looked pretty good and uh, said, the pastor said, if you can catch me, you can have me. So this went on every single day for a few months. And finally he got down to lost 100-something pounds. And uh, then uh, he got a knock on the door one morning, said, this morning, she's mine. Opened the door, big old 350-pound woman said, the pastor said, that if I can catch you, you're mine. <laughs> okay, that's pretty that's good. That's pretty good. Little bit, of a fa- little bit of a falter. At one point, yeah. we thought the pastor was running from him. Yeah, yeah. right. But that was just yeah. the, he was yeah. saying the pastor. Lengthy, the pastor told me yeah. that if it. you can catch me, it. you can have me. Yeah. Nervous right. And then when he got thin enough to catch her, a big no, woman came to the door and said, the pastor yeah. told me if I can catch you, that's I can not have right. Right. That's Nervous not That keeps everybody exercising. Oh. Yeah, yeah. What if he said he went to the door and there was like this? There was this little midget there. there was, yeah, yeah. He, got, right. he, he trapped him in the closet. <laughs> he said, "Help me." Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to Curtis oh, out of the great funny. state of Missouri. Curtis, go ahead. How about you, buddy? Go ahead, Curtis. Let's go. Hmm. Sorry, Rick. Mm, Curtis, we, we not, not so. Let's go to Randy in Atlanta. <laughs> Randy, go ahead. <clears throat> hey, fellas. Um, I, I, hey, so my brother called in earlier during uh, one of the earlier trolls and. I just wanted to uh, maybe clear the records. His name was Darren from Fort Payne, but he had a bad phone connection, and, and you guys thought he said Karen. Um, <laughs> no, we actually, uh, we actually thought he say, said Baron. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, on I the, he on said the screen, it said Karen. He, he's yeah. a rookie, so y'all forgive him. That's all right. Look, look, and you know, nowadays, I heard, you know, you, you don't know. I didn't know what to do with it. Now, he clarified. He he. Because we said, you know, the phones make the names now sound. Yeah. It's really hard. And if you're a call, a call screener these days, it's tough out there. You know, yeah. It, it is. And, and They're saving bandwidth, but, boy, yeah. we've lost fidelity. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, well, be, so be so sure. Much. Hey, tell Sharon we said hello. <laughs> <laughs> Bubba, I think Thanks, the, Bubba, I think the Japanese have come up with something that let me tell you something. <laughs> Mr. Bill Bubba Bussy will not go anywhere. This This may be a sign of the end of time. Japanese company debuts sliced mayonnaise. I saw that. But I'm so sorry. It's a different look. How do you slice mayonnaise? Well, you you put enough stuff in it to make it. Hold it it together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Make it solid. And then you you cut it. it, Basically, it's like sliced cheese. (coughs) I know. But But you got to have some. And what they're saying, Greg, like you would take a a Kraft single. Yep. And put Straight it on the sandwich. Yeah, you take is. a craft mayonnaise. Mm. It's not craft, but you know what I mean. Can't we like just a mayonnaise, mayonnaise slice and lay it on there too? Say, can't we just spread mayonnaise if we're into it? I mean, have we gotten have we gotten to the point? You remember that time Jerry Seinfeld did the phenomenal uh, bit on the jar that has the peanut and the jelly already mixed together, yeah. Yeah. which I think is yeah. one of the most disgusting things out there. He goes, he goes, have we gotten to that point? <laughs> we, we, I mean, we just can't open two jars. <laughs> I mean, if we got to where just oh, creating peanut butter and jelly, I tell you what, if you put it all in one jar, I'm in. That's funny. <laughs> so, that so anyway. Funny. Uh, also, I see you that Speedy handed a story that he keeps wanting you not to do. Oh, sure. one, you know, is it a snake or what? Well, it's just a. It keeps hitting top of the website. No, it does not. I just he lays out these we stories for us all the time. It has to do with people being fat again. What? What does it say, Bubba? 40%? Well, 40% of American adults are obese, uh, one in 10 severely overweight. But, Rick, uh, the good news is we're well prepared for the cold and flu season. <laughs> That's right. true. That's right. a good That's point. A You're losing a really good point. Here that, so. Well, here's the thing. You don't want to drop and blow away. <clears throat> well, here's the thing, though. This goes back to based on what? Is, is that the BMI? Oh. You know, because if it's the BMI, then I, I, I can really run the numbers yeah. up if it's the BMI. Yeah. Right. Uh, if I swear, it's where my stat's coming from. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't, think, I don't think you and I are delusional. 
that we could, we could always drop a few. Yeah. yeah. I, they, didn't, I didn't want to print it. No, I know you did. They say, according to this story a half a century ago, one in 100 American adults were severely <clears throat> obese. Now it's 10 times more than that. Well, yeah. But a half a century ago, we just, what, come off fighting a world war, too. Right. And, and also, what we were an agriculture. Bunch. You, yes. If you get up, if you get up and have to work the farm all day, yeah, you can eat whatever you want. Rick, we didn't but, have workout places because we didn't need them. Yeah, but if you're 31 yeah, playing X, if you're 31 right. playing Xbox all day eating chips, you're gonna be fat. Yeah. <laughs> well, on yeah. the farm, I mean, you worked and you know, mom stayed at the house and fixed the meal for everybody. Mm, but you, you needed them. your calories. Yeah, that's yeah. right. You'd burn them off, wouldn't you? That's right. Mm. Run right through them, Rick. Yep. yep. You lay around on the couch all day. I promise you, you'll put it on. You <laughs> yes, know? you will. Uh, did you farm today? No, I just went to the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> Sit in my chair, look at my computer. Yeah. If you leave us, have a... Rick and Bubba's in Ohio! Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Pass the gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, it brings me to my knees. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.